This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Today is a day of jihad. That's right. It's been issued by Hamas, says all over the world, jihad yourself all over the place. What is that? I don't know what that means. That's um, religious war. Here in the United States or world, uh, worldwide? Worldwide. Do your jihad today. So uh, just be vigilant. You know, if you see something, say something. Well, I know that they beefed up all of the officers in New York City. Every single person that's a cop was ha- was told to report in uniform today to work. Day off, don't care. Vacation plan, don't care. So New York... I know that they're beefing up and they're doing that around um, any place of worship for Jewish people, community centers, things like that. Um, it's weird. We got a, a message last night from the school board because I guess parents were calling in saying, hey, what's going on? We heard about this. And they were like, yeah, we're monitoring. Everything's going to be fine. So I don't just got the message last night. Okay. So and Christmas are next. So, uh, you know, it's a good practice run. I'm not kidding. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Strong storms last night. Do you have any audio? Yeah, it, it was uh, nuts down there, man. It, Where's down there? Uh, Citrus County, Palm Coast, all over the place. Schools were closed. It's incredible. And when you look, especially at the businesses that are here along Highway 19, just south of the center of uh, Crystal River, you take a look first at that huge ball of metal that was peeled like the lid on a sardine can from the roof of that building just right next to it, the yellow one with the black trim. And many of these business owners have just been reopened for a week or so after Hurricane Idalia. That uh, that portion of uh, US-19 from Tallahassee down to Crystal River is is a ghost highway. There's nothing oh, yeah. there. So um, I saw a photo of a car that got impaled with a rain gutter, like right through the windshield. It's yeah. Bad. That's always okay. So let me uh, fill you in. Uh, we don't need to talk about all the stats and everything coming out of Israel. It's all horrible. It's it's even worse in just a second. I'll tell you about that. But um, Trump was uh, blasted yesterday for saying that Hezbollah not dumb people, smart people. And then of course you know, oh my God, listen to what he just. How could he have? Said? Well, you know what? Think about this. This terrorist group Hamas has got the world turned upside down. They're not stupid people. That's the problem. They're evil and they're smart. The message he was saying was we have to be smarter than they are because they're smart. And we're not that smart. Recently, we have Afghanistan. Do I have to go through that whole story of how we withdrew from there? After four years earlier, Biden said, oh, that's going to take a year. And then he wanted it done in 14 days because he wanted to make a speech where he wanted to say and claim that he ended a 20-year war. Yeah, this is how we operate now. It's all about power, politics, and money. So anyway, uh, Trump is right. 
Now Hamas is doing what? If you, if you're smart and you're thinking smart, this is what they do. Hamas is now doing an about face. This is not something they just think about, you know, at the moment. They plan stuff out. It's not like us where we just, you know, just haphazardly go about our day in politics and governing. Have they been planning this since Two the withdrawal years. from Afghanistan? Yeah. What? They saw what happened there. Anyway, Hamas is doing an about face and blaming the civilian deaths on Gaza citizens. See, Hamas is saying uh, they were just going to go into Israel and do a civilized war thing, and they weren't going to harm civilians, and they weren't going to shoot grandmothers in the face. Did you see that? That that is just oh my god, it's shocking videos. And uh, we're not going to decapitate babies. We're not going to do any of that. No, no, no. We're not going to attack people having a good time at a party that are unarmed. We're not. It's the civilians that misunderstood what we were trying to do. They're the ones. It's Palestinians who are doing this. Of course, dumb people will eat this up because they don't realize a lot of Palestinians want nothing to do with this, but that entire two million people segment of uh, that, you know, right, that strip, the Gaza Strip, they're, they're hostages of a terrorist group. They have been for a while. Some of them helped them get in power. But anyway, the president of Israel got out there yesterday because there were reporters questioning him about this. I want you to listen to President Isaac Herzog, who held a press conference earlier today. This rhetoric about civilians not aware, not aware, not involved, it's absolutely not true. They could have risen up, they could have fought against that evil regime which took over Gaza in a coup d'etat, murdering their family members who were in Fatah. Then the British reporter said, these people are unbelievable. They're just, I mean, the amount of first anti-Semitism that's going on right now is is beyond, it, it's always been there, so we're seeing it now. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it in organizations like Harvard, for God's sake, Harvard. We're seeing it in 18 to 24 year olds that have been brainwashed by universities. But now we're also seeing the uh, media and what they really think. A lot of anti-Semites there. So anyway, this one from a British press uh, corps said, um, on the one hand, Mr. President, I believe um, you said Israel follows international law in the Gaza Strip and that civilians are being protected. Well, that's absolutely true. They have done more than anybody's done in my my history of what's been going on in conflicts. They dropped pamphlets. They did all kinds of announcements. They did everything they could to tell civilians to move away from the areas they're going into. And they were very specific. Right now, they're telling 1.2 million Palestinians to go north to this area because they're about to, uh, or south, I think it is, because they're about to do uh, a ground invasion. So they don't have to do any of that. Did Hamas do that? No. No, because they're terrorists. They have no rules. We have all these rules, and they're actually doing that. But this British reporter says, um, yeah, you said you're protecting civilians. You say you're being very careful to prevent casualties. But at the same time, you hold the people of Gaza responsible for not standing up to Hamas. I mean, and then it goes on and on, the challenges from this reporter, you know, as if this guy is is the criminal, and they're the ones that are the terrorists, and Hamas are the good people. It's it's, 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 I just, I can't, I don't have words. Mm. I don't have any words. Trey Yanks, this guy's very brave. He's been reporting there for Fox News for quite a while, and he has more on what's going on. Look, it's a really complex issue, and it will continue to be something that we talk about as this war continues. There are women and children who are dead inside Gaza as a result of the Israeli response, but it's a complex operation for the Israelis. Yeah, and this is, this is the other point that the president of Israel brought up. If you have a missile in your kitchen and you launch it on Israel, don't I have the right to defend myself? Mm. 
See, that's what terrorists do. They have no regard for life. They don't care. They're talking about, oh, it's the Palestinians. No, it's them. They go into Palestinians' homes, Mm -hmm. set up, I'm being, this is for real, set up missiles in their homes, set up missiles in their hospitals, in their supermarkets, and they fire the missiles from those areas for when there's a retaliatory strike, it goes to those areas. What are you going to do? And the president of Israel explains that, so... But uh, Trey goes on. As there are dozens of hostages, there are civilians and soldiers inside Gaza, and they're going to do everything they can to try to clear a path and ultimately go in on the ground. Now, here's another one that's pretty scary. They spotted an ISIS flag. I want to show you something else here. Israeli forces say they found an ISIS flag in one of the communities along the border with Gaza. We won't get too deep into the history of ISIS in Gaza, but I can tell you that traditionally Hamas and and the Islamic State have not worked together. They've actually been enemies in Gaza, and Hamas pushed out Islamic State fighters into Egypt over the past several years. So it's interesting that it appears they had this propaganda or even there is the possibility they participated in the attack. But again, all we know is that Israeli forces found an ISIS flag in one of the border communities. But it just gives you a sense of who the people they are hanging out with. And they're not good people. Because the enemy, repeat after me, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. friend. Mm -hmm. China, Russia, Iran, Russia. Iran and China just made a whole deal together. Yeah, That should scare the crap out of you. ISIS, Hamas. They want between the two of them though. This is a pissing contest. They want to see who's the bigger terrorist. It's, I mean, I mean they're very similar. The only thing that's it's spooky, I think, is I, I don't know that China would just jump right in, but they might just wait until we've exhausted all our resources doing this and that, and then go. All right, now we got them. Yeah, I don't know. Spend all your money in bullets. Okay. I don't think this is enough of a payoff for them. All right, so uh, one more thing here, and we'll leave Israel alone for now because we got other stuff, and it's Friday, and there's people scared to leave the house. Um, Prime Minister's office in Israel released graphic photos. Now, I had, the minute we mentioned the 40 decapitated babies, and, and you know, 39, 38, 42, what, is, what difference what does, it does it make? One is too many. Yeah, it's this insanity, but I did get emails right after, that's not true. Nobody said that. Where did that come from? Where do you get your data? And then Nobody said that? Who said that? Then Jill and I went through about, you know, 20 different uh, credible news sources and found that 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 was true. So pictures had already been shown to somebody, a source that fed this news to all these news outlets, right? But yesterday was definitely confirmed because I don't think in Israel, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, would stand there and say, this is real. So uh, we did see uh, photographs, videos that the uh, Israeli government shared with us. Uh, some, I think, has actually already been seen uh, in um, uh, public media. Uh, others were, were new to me and, I think, uh, new to our team. Uh, it's hard to find the right words. It's beyond what anyone would ever want to imagine, much less actually see and, God forbid, experience. Okay, it takes too long to listen to him. I'll read you the rest of what he said. Uh, there was bodies of two infants that were burned alive, with the third appearing to show a decapitated infant in a splattered onesie. Photos appear to have been taken inside a medical facility, some in homes. So everything that uh, that came through about six days, five days, when was it? About a Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, was apparently 
incredible. So, uh, and that's unfortunate. I didn't want it to be, but it is, and it's that horrible. It is that horrible. It's it's. If this ever comes here, we're going to be in for a shock because there's a lot of people that are still oblivious to what's going. On. I really see people. I, I mean, even older folks that have been through, you know, Vietnam even and, and seen stuff like that. And they're so oblivious to what's going on. They're like, well, you know, that's over there. That's been going on for 50,000 years. They don't get, I don't understand how nobody understands how close we are to this coming here. Today, like Jill said, it's the day of jihad. They've announced that all over the world that if you're, you know, backing their cause, today's the day to actually attack. But, you know, just in case, let's just imagine if that did come here. That's why... You know, when the president goes, why do you need an AR-15 with 30 rounds? Because the world just watched Hamas go door-to-door slaughtering unarmed Israelis. The government's not going to be there to protect you all the time. Sometimes you need to be able to protect yourself. Yeah, it's like health insurance, man. You don't want to have to pay for it or need it, but if you need it and have it, it's a lot better than needing it and not having it. All right. I didn't know this was such a big story down in Miami. Apparently, they had to find their Cuban reporter to send them to speak to a Cuban person. This kills me about media. Do you notice that? It's only been in the past couple of years that we've noticed it. So whenever there's a story, if it's a black family or black person involved, they send the black reporter. If it's Hispanic, they send the Cuban or Puerto Rican reporter. If it's white, they send the guy with the, you know, white face over there to take care of it. We've noticed I thought... wouldn't you do the opposite? Because you think, well, well wouldn't well, it seem weird if we send that? <laughs> but that's 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 just racism. I mean, there's no other way to candy coat. That's racist. So, I mean, it's like it's, I think they think they're softening the blow. Like, well, if the, another Hispanic is asking the question, then it won't seem racist. But if the, the white guy is asking the Hispanic family, then they think, well, why'd you ask me that question? I think they're trying to protect their asses. Or well, it, you know, it's one of those where it's like we need to communicate effectively. How do we relate? I don't think it's any of that. I, th- I think it's they think, in their minds, they don't realize that in their own stupid way, they're being racist. Well, they are, of course, that's, but... That subconscious racist training we take, all corporations have it, uh-huh. I think that's it right there. Oh, you mean where you take a question that says, do you think you're racist, you say no, and a big wrong pops up on the screen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I think the people that preach all the time, you know, we've got to be equity and inclusion and diversity. They're the same people that assigned the black reported to the black story. The Hispanic. It happened in Miami with this Winnie the Pooh story. So, Oh, with the, with the teacher that showed Winnie the Pooh blood and honey? So this teacher shows Winnie the Pooh blood and honey. Jill saw the movie. It's, it's kind of gruesome. It's a crappy movie. It's a really stupid horror movie, but it's a silly horror movie. Like, it's, it's gory and bloody, but it's plot's dumb. There you go. It's an axe. Somebody getting chopped up. You know, the opening scene, somebody gets their head crushed. It's, the, you know. It's a typical, typical horror movie. horror movie. And then uh, somebody got all upset. I feel completely abandoned by the school. And Michelle Diaz reached out to CBS News Miami. We okay, talked to CBS <laughs> News Miami con Rogelia Matarja. You have to say why they're upset. It was fourth graders. But they picked the movie. Teacher was like, what do you guys want to watch? They're like, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. We want to see Piglet smash people's heads in. That's what got me. I thought the teacher, like, showed it to the kids. But the fact that they requested it, I'm like... (laughs) What what is what's up with kids now? What age is fourth grade? Is that thirteen? What is that? No, no. Elliot's in Elliot's in seventh grade and he's about to be thirteen. Um, for, so fourth grade. Let's see. Thirteen, Holland. All right. Nine, well, they're they're, ki- they're kids. Six yeah. or seven. Six. Wow. She said her fourth grader twins 
were distraught because of a movie their math teacher played for students on Monday, October 2nd. So they were exposed 20 to 30 minutes to a movie called Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood. No, it's Blood and Honey. I'm yeah. sorry, uh, Rogelio. <laughs> this is the trailer of the film. It's rated NR, meaning not rated. The premise? Two bloodthirsty murderers, one of them wearing Winnie the Pooh mask, terrorized <laughs> sorry, a group of young university women. He didn't stop the movie, even though there were kids are like, hey, just stop the movie. We don't want to watch this and whatever. How was that movie picked? So he said that the children picked it. What? It's not them to decide what they want to watch. Oh, oh. wait a minute. Hold oh, on a stop. second. Wait, isn't it our job as parents to affirm? So wait, they can't pick out a movie, but they can decide to have their boobs cut off? Yes. Gotcha. Ah. Gotcha. I am Harendo Marenda Gonzalez Rodriguez reporting, okay? <laughs> you could decide you're an opposite gender, but you can't pick a movie out. Yeah, I'll let them do what they want their peepees off. They can't do that. I can't Stupid. take that guy seriously, though. They shouldn't have shown the movie. D- d- don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's, it's, it's a, a super gory, bloody movie. Yeah, it's horrible. They shouldn't have done it. But at the same time, there's so much comedy surrounding this whole issue. <laughs> For Oh, I also found out. It wasn't like 16 students walked up. It was two of them. Walked oh, out? Oh, really? Yeah, that, that walked out and were upset. They weren't upset. Mm. I'm sure they... Everything's exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> It kills me still that they sell, they sell, send Al Pacino from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Italian family. We need you to go talk First to them. First you get the money, then you get the Winnie the Pooh movie. <laughs> Finally, today's the day that people, some people are not leaving their homes. Friday the 13th is a pseudo holiday, a day to hide out for fear of something bad happening. Are you superstitious about Friday the 13th? Considered an unlucky day. But in some cultures, if a black cat crosses your path, it's considered good luck. Are there still demons in the world? Yes, demons are real. It's fun to be scared, huh? Don't be frightened. Just pull up the covers and stay in bed until Friday the 13th turns into Saturday the 14th. Sounds fine, tingly dingling. You know that dream where you show up to work half naked? That happened to me once in real life. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listen to this. I didn't know this. Go ahead. You had something? You were waving your, your nails. Well no, done, manicured I, nails. I, I didn't know. They're not manicured today. I didn't realize what you said Friday the 13th. So, you know, at Camp Crystal Lake up in Jersey, yeah. where Friday the 13th took place, uh-huh. they have a, a fake Jason Voorhees statue oh. at the bottom of the lake. Oh, really? So, like, if you're in a boat in the lake, you can, like, kind of see it way down there. Oh, you remember so, that part in the movie? When people do the diving yes. and they, like, take the photos of it, it's so, so creepy. So creepy. Because he's just standing there. Yep. Okay, we got another layer of problems, though. Today, we talk about paraskevedekatryphobia. I was so excited when I was preparing this story. To <laughs> which is an extension of triskaidekaphobia. Yeah. Do you know that? Triskaidekaphobia is the fear of the number 13. 13. But what is... Uh... Uh, other names for this phobia include... No, no, it doesn't. Frigga, frigga trekadecaphobia, which That's originates a, from Norse mythology. Yeah, Nor- Norwegian. It's like f- the Frigga, Frigga. Oh, they weren't kidding. That's, what's that's the, like the word for Friday, I think. What's the one you said? Paraskivadecatriophobia? Paraskivadecatriophobia. Yeah. Um, so that is what they never explain it after they end up the story. That's the one that's explained with, the most. No, that. Uh, 
that one is fear of Friday the 13th. So right, okay, that's right. Triskaidekaphobia okay. is, is the, the fear, fear of, of the Triscuits. Number. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's the fear of the number. Yeah. Okay, so this is the fear of the actual day. Right. Many hotels refuse to have 13th rooms, floors. Ships are not launched on Friday the 13th. Here's, this is really serious stuff here. Here's the thing, though. Hotels don't have a 13th floor, but if you're on floor 14, you know what floor you're really on. <laughs> you're on the 13th floor. Yeah, sure. the fact that they changed the entire elevator and the whole system for that. All right, here's the meat. Shockingly, nearly 8% of people in the United States have parakebadeka triphobia, which is they, they're so scared they don't leave their homes. They, really? They show extreme signs of anxiety, it's, nervousness. As the date approaches the main day, it's a horror for them. So Extremely negative. Why are you acting so shocked? Because you said yourself, phobias, this is a phobia. Phobias can be real. Your wife has an sh- extreme phobia to caterpillars. She does, oh, and yeah. it's, it's still to this day don't get it after I have, 20 years. I have <laughs> friends that have an extreme phobia, like won't leave the house. If there's a frog outside their door, they have extreme phobia of frogs. I don't understand it. At, I, well, I, it's not for us to understand because it's their phobia. That's the whole point of it being a phobia. It's an unrationalized fear. So someone that has paraskeva decatriophobia has a fear oh, of this day. Listen to you go nice. through that word. Chill. Wow. Oh, I took I told wow. you I took etymology when I was in high school. I have whole books etymology. on etymology. It's etymology the study of etymology. It's, it is. It's delicious. No, uh, etymology is, it's not entomology. That's the study of plants. Etymology is um, the breakdown of words. So what we did for the whole class, I took it in high school. It was fascinating. Do you, it again. Say it again. Uh-huh. Parasceva decatriophobia. Holy crap. Nice. Supercalifragilistic <laughs> expialidocious. Do it backwards. I thought entomology was uh, a study of insects. Docious aliaspianistic fragicali rufus. See, you could do that backwards. That's good. Yeah. But et- etymology is a study of root, the roots of words. So you could take like the beginning, the middle, and you. And so if you know the definition of all the different parts of the words, you put it all together and you can define the whole word. That's a very uh, fascinating thing to, to look at. The Jill Center of, ent- what is it? It was my, etymology. It was my favorite class to take. Oh, because then when you come across a word that you don't know or You can define seen, it immediately because yeah, you, you know what every piece of the word means. Wow. I've got a case of parascividic triophobia. If you look that word up inside of the Wikipedia, it's the fear of Fridays on the 13th on the calendar. Maybe you've got parascividic triophobia. I'm diddle 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 I'm diddle I'm diddle 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 I'm diddle I stepped upon a crack one time, my mother broke her back. I had seven years of bad luck after my mirror cracked. I walked under a ladder when it was Friday 13 And that's why my backpack is full of 20 rabbit's feet Oh, I think I've got parascividic triophobia You should get the nervous if a black cat walks in front of you When you spill some salt, you better throw it left and back of you Yes, I've got the parascividic triophobia The Sunny Updates This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So I didn't know this, but I guess now that Blockbuster is... Hey, are we in a jazz studio? What's All going right. on here? Yeah, welcome to the Sov Lounge. like it. It's nice and calm for a Friday. So now that Blockbuster's gone, I think Netflix was like, ooh, we need to swoop in. What? Netflix is thinking of having like a... A store. To, like, for act, what? like a brick pick, and mortar store. To pick up a QR code so you can get the movie? What? I think, I think it has nothing got- to do with actually renting the movies. I think it has to do with merch. It's a physical just store. Got their DVDs. I know. So you're going to go in, and I guess it's combined it. with themed food, experience based on popular, oh. show, popular shows, and then some merch, I guess. So I'm going to get like a Netflix jacket and socks? Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like the dumbest trend, and I'm so over it. They sell you an experience, and it's usually something very expensive. Expensive, and they just kind of like have cool themed stuff and then you just pay extra for that. Well, like things, let's see, things that are just exclusive to Netflix, Stranger Things, uh, Cobra Kai, things like that. They'll probably have exclusive in the Netflix store merch. It says experiences. I don't know what they mean by that. Are they going to have like an escape room? No, they have inflatable versions of all the characters you get to look <laughs> at while you're there. And that take pictures extra. in front of them. Well, they have like a selfie room where you can go and sit and do like the... The photos in the scene from the movie. Oh, knock it off. Yeah, that's not. Still no DVDs for sale, though. Isn't that something? Yeah. Thought that I was don't interesting. Know. I don't Who has a DVD mm. player anymore? You have one? No. Uh, we have the Xbox, but that's. It's yeah, you can shove can, it in there. Yeah, yeah I was going to say I have a PlayStation. That's about it. But I don't know. I rip all mine into my computer and then just stream them to whatever You still TV. rip stuff? We're so 90s, man. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you rip it into your computer, then it's digital, and I can have it on whatever TV oh, in the okay. house. Okay. All right. No problem. And you don't need the DVD player. <laughs> I'm spending my whole afternoon. To ripping my CDs into my clothes. Hey, if you guys want to get rid of yours, give them to me. <laughs> I got enough TV and movies that last me for years the without it. The only time I use DVDs, because we have a whole dressers and dressers full of DVDs, is if the internet goes out and you can't stream. That's the time to pop in. Uh, my wife does the same thing. We have like two things full of them. I'm like, can we throw these out no, or sell? No, give them to me. Give no, them if, to me. Pa- if, if your internet goes out, you can't stream anything. How Everything's often does that happen? Oh, wow. The internet went out last year, one give, day. Give them to me. If you guys want to get rid of them, bring them in. What else do you want? You want any of my old shoes? <laughs> if you're going to throw them away, <laughs> hand them on over, man. I rip all those into my computer and That's just right. get rid of them. He's moving into a new house. He needs to fill it. That's right. Yeah. Wait, you're moving into a new house. You should save the DVDs and you can have like one of those DVD towers like people used to have back in the day. No, I don't use the DVD player. <laughs> With the little slots and then the dog <laughs> knocks it over and every, all the cases break. You guys just don't have the technological uh, uh, know-how or expertise to okay, rip them into your computer no so you don't need to have I just the download DVDs. it from the streaming. It says download code and you could you download it and there you have well, it always. I was on Napster thing, last week. We try to download the new Rick James album. <laughs> I feel like we're ganging up on him. I'm sorry. Why? Like you never gang up on me? 
No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Next hurricane, I'll be watching movies while you guys are going, what do I do? Oh, my God. My Instagram's down. Rick and Jill are starving at their house for entertainment while smoke is just a glutton for DVDs. Yeah. He's you on won't be able to access America's dumbest home videos.com. Or girl, Girls Gone Wild. My DVDs are, none of them are in the right case. You have Girls Gone Wild ones? No. Say, so bring those in. Yeah. Funny story. When my husband first moved into me, with me. You found... <laughs> Okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Try wow. to move on. Try All to right. move on. Okay. Friday already, huh? Jeez. Go ahead. Tell us more of your porn. <laughs> when my husband first moved in with me, uh, I was going through DVDs. I had his DVD section and my DVD section. Oh, God. And there, I got to the DVD box that had no cover on it. It was just like the black cover. I'm like... What is this? So I opened it up and it was a Girls Gone Wild. And I was like, Oh, I found your Girls Gone Wild DVD. He's like, You could throw it away. That's from my brother from a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's my right. brother. It belongs to a buddy of mine. Yeah, my I brother. was just holding it for him. You said you didn't have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the one that, yeah, that one. All right, I gotta oh. talk about. Uh, <laughs> by the way, have you ever seen a oh, stupid question? Of course, you've seen Girls Gone Wild. Where is their mother? I was just like... Where is their mother? The, the girls on... They clearly have no fathers in their home. The Girls Gone Wild videos. My word. I went to college, and I went to a party college, and I have never... They just left you out. Don't invite <laughs> Jill. She's a prude. No, I I had friends that did that stuff, but I would... I, know, I, was, like oh, the, I was like the room mother. I was yeah. the one that was like... You have to go throw up? I'll go hold your hand. Is that why Come you're on. sweating from the way you started this segment? When, <laughs> you, when, when Franco moved in on me. So you really took your shirt off at Senior Frogs? Oh, yeah, no, totally. They gave me a free hat that says girls with low self esteem. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had a friend that we used to make her pull her boob out. And One? then she'd get free. Yeah, well, so it was a game. We had somebody email me the other day and say that this is a horrible example to give to people, and I shouldn't have told this story. But Tell it again. It's funny. I'm <laughs> so going to. By all means. This was not me. It was a Of course not. You always, everything's not me. It wasn't not me. It wasn't me. I was just there yeah, watching. It was my no. brother's DVD. <clears throat> the reason this part of the story was not me was because all of my friends are way more well-endowed than I am. Mm-hmm. They were all blessed with... Big chests, Ample right? sweater meat. Okay. So what we would do at bars sometimes, sometimes even a restaurant, depending on how late at night it was, if we would go for sushi and had too many drinks, we would draw straws. It was never me because mine weren't big enough. Of who had to go up to the bartender with one boob out, pretending like you didn't know it was out, and like ask for a napkin or a cup of water or <laughs> how something. How do you not know it's out? Okay. And, and see if they said anything to you. Uh-huh. So it was the trick that my friends would play. And so she would say she had like a tube top on. She'd let it stick out a little bit. And then she'd go up to the bartender like she had no idea her boob was out. And be like, can we have some extra napkins? Okay, thanks. And then just turn around and walk back to the table and see if they said anything. It was fun and, and they said something they won? There was no like winning. It was oh, just like, okay, let's see what kind of person he is. And let's see. Usually on the way to the bar, there'd be like a female. Females are always there for each other. Like females are really catty and mean, but they're always there for each other in a situation like this. Honey, your boobs. Oh, out. yeah. I had to do that. Oh, my gosh. I had to do that at Cabana Bay. I was, um, we were there with my, my family and my son was swimming. And this lady, my mom leans over and goes, lady behind us, her boobs are hanging out. And she had like a V-neck baby, bathing suit, but both nerps were poking out. Both oh, of them. Both. You so, it's just one. <laughs> So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't in good faith just let her sit there like that. I have to go tell her. 
So I go over there and I lean over and I go, hey. And she goes, yeah. And I go, your boobs are hanging out. And she goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And her husband goes, oh, I failed. I was on booby watch. I missed it. She told me to make sure they don't fall out. I doesn't do it my job. That's oh my, my fault. God. One time of the day, I wasn't looking at them. <laughs> Gather up, ladies. Here's the deal. We have hats. You have breasts. You show your breasts, you get a hat, okay? <laughs> so if anybody wants to get back at daddy, now's the time. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you pick your story. Do you want to hear about the woman that ate too many oysters on the date or the dad that wore a crop top and booty shorts to the school board meeting? Oh, that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. Got to go with number two. Crop shorts and a booty top. He did this in protest. This is in Arizona. He decided to protest a loosening of the dress code at his daughter's high school. He didn't agree with it, which, by the way, schools now, what in the world are they wearing? You can make fun of me for saying this. Back in my day... When I Smoke. back in my day, it was considered uncalled for to wear tight sweaters and cheap dungarees. <laughs> we would get sent home if we had any part of your belly showing, if your shorts were too short, if you had spaghetti straps. Like you were sent home. You can't wear that. Go home. Put something else on. Yeah, and it was always like each school had their own definition of what the midriff was. Right. So there, I mean, there was no. The only midriff allowed was if you were, had to wear your cheerleading uniform that day for a pep rally because you had a little midriff there. But that was it. And nowadays, these girls in school, it's like crop top right under their boobs, sweatpants sitting on their hips, their whole midriff's hanging out, and that's allowed. I don't understand it. So this dad didn't agree with the loosening of the dress code at his daughter's school. So he puts on booty shorts and a crop top and went to the school board meeting. It was like, is this what you want to look at on a daily basis? Because this is what people are going to wear. And so that he was trying to do it, obviously, to uh, prove a point of what would be permitted. Mm-hmm. He's got four children attending that school. So despite the protest, the new dress code was passed to a 3-2 vote. Aww. So you had a bunch of little pervies up on the thing. They're going, but we want to see the girls in the crop top. Well, for his efforts, he deserves a round of applause. Was it up north? It's in Arizona. Yes. Hmm. And so finally, did he fill out the shorts or no? I didn't look at the picture. I probably should have. I can't imagine they were it's super flattering disgusting. on him. <laughs> I saw the picture. It's not fun. And finally, yesterday we talked about the story with Will Smith and Jada. <sighs> and honestly, you know how you play the who cares thing for the mm-hmm. royal family? I don't I don't care for Jada. So it's like, I used to be a big Will Smith fan, but I just, I don't. I feel bad. He should have just divorced herself fast. Her head was spitted. You know what Dude, I'm, I'm telling saying. you, the guy, you don't see it. He's highly insecure. The reason we're talking about it is because Jada revealed that they'd been separated and living apart for seven years, which everyone was like, what? Then why, what's, what was with the sticking up for her and the slap thing and all that? And she slept with somebody else. Yeah. Rumor has it that he had had it, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was when she was like, yeah, I totally slept with somebody else. That's what I felt like I needed to do at the time. And I felt bad. And he's like tearing up on the other side of the, remember the, the thing that they made a meme out of his face crying. Yeah, that's yeah, the, terrible. He should have dropped her right then. Never spoke to her, sued her for a million dollars, got yeah. a hotter girlfriend and moved on. Exactly. He's right. That's great. But there's, if you really, really, really care about, or you, maybe you think you care about Will and Jada, we have something for you. I don't know why, but I feel the need to know all about Will Smith and Jada. Like 24 seven. Then you need the Will and Jada Who Cares app. How's, How's it work? It's easy. You just ask your phone a question about Will and Jada, and it reminds you that nobody cares about them. Hey, so how long was Jada involved in her entanglement with that guy? Who cares? There are so many other important things happening in the world. Who cares? Ah, right. You'll love the Will and Jada Who Cares app. Have Will and Jada really been separated for seven years? Who cares? Who cares? The world is in shambles. Who cares about Will and Jada? 
Who cares? Ah, oh, that's right. I forgot. Thanks, Will and Jada Who Cares app. You're welcome. The Will and Jada Who Cares app. Download it today. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack with... Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. You know, we need to have him, Smokestack, in our room so we can keep an eye on him. What? What do you think I'm up to over I don't know. Picking his nose and eating it. I don't know what's going on. Very suspicious. Yeah, what are you doing there? Yeah, yeah what well, you and the principal both like to know. Do you got like a hot plate in there? You making some jambalaya? What are you doing? No, got- I have coffee and chocolate I found in the kitchen. Oh, that's right. There's so much candy in the in the kitchen. And it's oh. not the melted stuff we hand out either. Oh, is this management's <laughs> way of saying, good job, here's 10 cents worth of candy. <laughs> no, I think it's somebody that works here that's like, I have oh. a lot too much. Y'all take this. All right. So this 19-year-old man has been arrested for allegedly carjacking his Uber driver. Here's what happened. He came with his dog. The Uber driver said you can't bring the dog in the car. Okay. You know, there is Ubers that allow you to bring dogs. This isn't one of them. Please don't bring the dog in the car. Then Dax Franco Willis's dog was denied entry, and he threatened the driver, sprayed him with mace, and took the car away from him, stole the phone, and fled the scene. The driver told police the person in this photo punched and kicked her, then drove off with their vehicle after they got into an argument over allowing a pet into the car. <laughs> okay. Well, that's really worth it. 19 years old. So um, what's your life going to be like? <laughs> I never heard of this in my life. Giovanni Carter is now the new record holder of gurning. You know what what's gurning is? I don't know what... Is it carrying somebody on a gurney? No. No. Okay, let me think. Hold on. Well, that's that's really use it all in I a sen- Can you use it in a sentence? Um, yeah. Um, I won a gurning contest. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't do much for me. Um, um, let me see if I can give you some something more functional. Uh, I walked into the restroom and saw someone gurning. Yeah. Um, Why does I, it have to be in the restroom, though? That's the part I, I don't know. I I'm hurt, just trying to get something out of him. I hurt my lip while gurning. Is that better? Oh, oh. Oh, it's a sport. No, it's... Uh, Skiing. Eating. No. Uh, Is it uh, grinning while doing something else at the same time? You're getting closer. It's... uh, Do you want me to tell you? It's it's when you pull your lower lip over your upper lip. Like this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's it. That's gurning. Hmm. What's the purpose of it? (laughs) I don't know. I had an old boss that used to do that in every meeting. You got to see the pictures, though. You gotta okay, see, just look on. up. Uh, let's see. Spell it? Jovan- oh, gurning, G-U-R-N-I-N-G. Uh, pulling your bottom lip over your nose. Oh, over your nose. Well, I mean, yeah. my bottom lip isn't that big. No, no, but you got to. If you want to win, you got to really be able to pull it all the way up over your nose. Oh uh, my God! <laughs> Carter managed to do it for one minute and two seconds, shattering the previous record of fifty-three seconds, which was set in twenty twelve. Carter says he first learned about. His knack for gurning in third grade. <laughs> okay, I guess if you have a big enough bottom lip and you can win some contests. Now, Jay Lenton, does it? Now, I'm trying to think. If you have a lot of chin, is it facilitate that I, or? I, I, I no, don't I know. Think I, I find it. Um, get a big mouth. No, or missing teeth. Because then you can really get it over the nose almost. Okay. You ever see those, uh, oh, those funny birthday teeth. cards or whatever? Usually an over the hill card, just whoop. Is that what it says? Well, if you're missing some teeth, then it's a lot easier. But a lot of these people that I looked up on the Googler, they don't have teeth. Well, because they're spending their teeth gurning. <laughs> Gurning's bad for your for your teeth, for a dental? I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this woman ate 48 oysters on a date. 
The and then the dude that was with her ran out ran out on the tab. Ooh. <laughs> the Twitterverse was all a buzz after a woman publicly called out of her date for ditching her at a restaurant and sticking her with a bill after after he uh after she downed what was it, forty See, that's my question. 48 oysters. My question is, who eats 48 oysters on a first date? Were they, did you just I, take the bucket and tip it back? I like I mean, oysters, but 48 on a first date well, seems an aphrodisiac excessive. And, uh, it, was in Atlant- it was in Atlanta. It was at Fountain's restaurant, and it was Oyster Tuesday. Maybe yeah, so you get, you get a dozen for $15, so yeah. it's not like- You already know the deal? She ordered four <laughs> dozen. In addition, the final recipe shows she ordered crab cakes. Wow, $30 and four lemon drops, 60 bucks. When, wow. <laughs> when you factor it all together, it's about $180. With that, it's not a shock to find out that her social media post vented that the guy excused himself to the restroom and never came back. <laughs> I don't understand this people that do that. This is a first date. A first date. Who does that? Yeah. Was he appalled that she ate the 48 oysters? Was he appalled that she ordered the 48 oysters? And he no, was like, he I'm going to get stuck paying for this. ordered all that food. That's what it's... I don't know. Did he eat some of... I need... I need to to interview these people. Later that night, she texted him to call him out for ditching her, to which he responded that he wanted to get drinks. Not food. And she she ordered ordered all that food food and then offered to cash up her the money for the drinks she bought. Oh, so at the end, he's like, fine, I'll cash up you the money. I know I ditched you. I'm sorry. All right. At least he was semi-nice. Finally, well... You can't blame him for being a little pissed off. I mean, okay, <laughs> let's not stick up for the guy that asked the girl on the date and then walked out in the middle of it. Well, you okay. know, she's ordering all the lobster tails in the restaurant. It was oysters, and it was like Oyster Tuesday. So that's that's. <laughs> did you, did you run out on dollars worth? Did you no, run out on Dorka? No, but she didn't order forty thousand oysters. Well, Rick she threw didn't. his entire wallet at her and ran for his <laughs> life. He's like, yeah, she swallowed it whole. Finally, female frogs take their to. Uh, Okay, let's start over. Experts previously believed that she frogs weren't able to fend off unwanted male attention, but actually they are. There's one way they do it, and they do this all the time. They pretend to be dead. They pretend to have died. They they don't just fake asleep. They just pretend fake fake pre- death. Pretend to be dead. Fake a dead. Fake a dead because uh, they don't want to have uh, hobbity gaga time with their male counterparts. Honey, I'm tired and I'm tired of telling you I have a headache, so I'm just going to pretend like I died. Yes. Uh, in the History Museum at Berlin, the faint female frogs have tactics for escape. The study published Wednesday in the Journal of Royal Society Open Science used video footage to observe the mating behaviors of the common frog when one male and two females were placed in a box. Of the 54 females studied... <clears throat> 33% play dead, or in scientific terms, That's a lot. <laughs> experience tonic immobility. Oh, yeah, there's I, there's audio for you on the replay. <clears throat> there is? Oh, there is. Oh, oh, yeah, this is what happens. So uh, the male frog approaches the female frog, and the female frog does... <laughs> plays dead. She's dead. Uh, I guess I'll move on. Uh. All right. Hey girls, act like a frog, act like a frog, play dead to turn off us. That stupid guy, if he thinks you've died, will not ask you out at all. 
The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. All right, five more minutes and we should probably put a stop to this, right? On 105.9 Sunny FM, Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Yay, it's Friday. We're a couple hours away from the top five at nine, which today the category is going to be? Money. Why is it money? Because somebody won the $1.7 billion Powerball this week. So much money. So much money. <sighs> anyway, I'd like to, you know, the uh, the book I read about 10 years ago, uh, what was it called? Broke. Uh, dead or Dead Broke. Dead or Dead Broke. It's been 10 years, so I'd like to read the book that's going to come out after these big billion dollar winners get that that kind of money. Uh, they don't, though. We should have done th- songs about theft for all the taxes getting yanked out. Again, I'm with them now on that. I really am because the amount of money that they're. Sh- you said you. Okay. It's we, less than half. We weren't going to talk about this, but. You get $1.7 billion, you end up with $786 million in cash, mm-hmm. and the government gets how much? The, oh, the government and some other... You said we had an email. Somebody explained where that money's going. Yeah, so as far as... I have to go back and find it now. As far as um, the schools go, because our, our question yesterday was, do these go to the schools? I thought they were going to uh, fund schools and, and help them... Kind of, I guess, wherever they need help, and, and we weren't sure. We were like, I think that. Well, well the question school. was, all this money's going out there, and the schools. Go ahead. So this says here, um, they take the total money raised by the lottery, they remove that from educational funding, and then they replace it with the lottery funding. So the schools aren't getting anything extra. Where's the, the money? Lot- but the lottery proceeds go to the school. I don't know where that's going. And then somebody else, I forgot about this too, is. Um, uh, what's it called? Bright Futures? It's yeah, it's yeah. It, And this is in Florida. Uh, it's to help pay for college tuition of people that go to school in Florida. So they either pay 75% or 100% of your state college or university tuition, depending on your scores for SAT or uh, ACT. So uh, some of the money goes to that as well. But that the thing that got me was, okay, so the school doesn't get anything extra. You just remove your educational funding that you were going to give them and you replace it with the lottery funding? Okay, let, Correct. Me, let me let me tell you that that, that that's just play of words there. They, they're taking all the money. It's not going to the schools. It's not because you they would have gotten their budget anyway. Well, yeah, that's what so I'm saying. Where lying. does the original so the budget mo- go is what I want to know. The original budget goes you have- back to the state. Or well, don't even to- explain it because it doesn't matter. What they're telling you is they're lying to you. The money's not going to the school except well, for the scholarship fund, which is great. Well, they're saying that the the reason they have to do it this way is so they can so they say, could lie yeah, to you. The lottery they went they replaced it with the lottery funding, so the the lottery proceeds are going to the schools. Yeah, it, but they don't it's get not, additional money. It's just right, from a different source. It's not on top of the educational funding that they already have. It's in place of it. So they'll go, so let's say they go, okay, each school is going to get $25,000. And the, the $25,000 that we're going to go to the schools, they go, okay, we're going to pull that back and we're going to still give you $25,000, but it's going to come from the lottery winning. It's a lie. Us. You're just explaining. It's just a lie. The whole thing. So that is that for real? Where did you get that? Uh, this is just when we were talking about this yesterday and we were no, asking. What's the source? So oh, it says that. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Oh, I thought when you we were-, were talking about this yesterday, we had a bunch of listeners write in and tell us. So I don't know where their source is from, but this so- is what our listeners were telling us and ex- trying to explain it. Because we said, if you know where this stuff goes or how this goes gets funneled into the schools, let us know. And so those were some of the answers that we got. Yeah, because that's interesting because it technically you could say, yeah, it goes to, you know, Bright Futures and this and that. And you wouldn't be Little wrong, Bright but it's Fu- not on top of that funding. Correct. Bright Futures is fun. Separate. But that's a drop in the bucket. We're talking billions of dollars, cash money, that is not being given to the school. They're lying. Because our question- And that's just the the win. Is it the whole price that they win, or is it just what they keep? 
Like I when don't the know. guy that won the billion and he gets less than half, is that 60% well, go that to- a, That explains why we have to do bake sales for pencils. It's well, that's ridiculous. Our the big concern yesterday was, okay, well, at the beginning of every school year, I've got to spend $50 for school supplies, not just for my child, but for the class, because the teachers- who are already spending thousands and thousands of dollars on their own school supplies because the school's not providing that. You know, These teachers themselves are spending out-of-pocket money to do that. Too bad we don't have a time machine because really what we should do is the entire uh, working population of this country should be shot back in a time for the Boston Tea Party, just for momentarily, just so you could see what we fought over back then because what they're doing now is they're ripping us off. Somebody else said the lottery was sold to Floridians as supplemental funding for schools, which is why the citizens passed it, but they changed it after it was voted for replacement funding. Funding. It's not... Re- th- that whole story... It doesn't even matter. They're lying. they're lying. To, yeah. They're lying. But to them, oh, the lottery money still went to the school. Yeah, but not in, you're not helping the schools by just still giving the total amount to the school that you originally were going to give them. The whole point is because they need more money because what they're already getting isn't enough. That's the whole point of it. I drive by schools every day and I'm going like, when are they going to rebuild this thing? Look at this. I'm, and then what you do with the bake sales and it's just ridiculous. Okay, we got all these TV stations here locally that are supposed to be serving the community, and all they do is, you know, 10 minutes on bicycle safety. Why is anybody not investigating where this money's actually going? I tell you what, I have to go when we go to around when school starts and we meet the teachers. My first thing out of my mouth is, let me know if you need any school supplies. I'd be happy to contribute to the class. And I, I sat down with one of Elliot's teachers, and she said, you know, I spent about $3,000 of my own money well, per that's year ridiculous. for school supplies because they don't provide... School doesn't give it. And they, they should be writing with monogram pens made out of titanium. I mean, you're yeah. taxed on every single thing, sometimes two to three times. <sighs> so I would say, look, if there's kids that don't have school supplies, or because so, there's some kids that are like, I can't afford school supplies, and they go to school and they don't have anything, so that's why teachers buy extra to go, okay, here's your supplies. When you used back in... <laughs> I hate that term, but back, back in, in the, my day. <laughs> oh, boy. When we went to school... It was, here's your folders, here's your paper, here's your pencils, here's your pet. Like, everything was provided for you. And we got even taxed less then. When are we going to stop taking all this crap? When are we going to start doing, setting aside a little time to drive those people crazy? Where's that money? All right, we got a conspiracy theory here based on Powerball. In case you didn't hear, Wednesday, someone won $1.73 billion Powerball. Well, the government won half of that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the winning ticket ended up being purchased in California, which has set up a conspiracy theory for some. The four largest Powerball jackpots ever have been... $2.04 $2.04 billion in California. Right. Mm-hmm. $1.73 billion in California. Go on. $1.586 billion jacks, jackpot split between two winners from Florida, Tennessee, and California. California. And finally, $1.08 billion. The winner was from... California? California. Shut up. Oh. See the trend here? I don't like that. Really? Is it just a population thing, or they just actually have the money to buy the The tickets? conspiracy theory has begun about uh. the Powerball. <laughs> Rick's still cackling in his volcano underground lair. <laughs> I've always wanted a lair. Oh, same. If we could have basements here in Florida, I'd have a nice underground lair. Yeah. Probably tax you on it. <laughs> yeah, for real, twice. 
So you gotta pay for the building permit, and then we need to charge a brick tax, and there's the underground layer tax. <laughs> underground layer tax. And of course, if you leave that to your children, they'll have to pay the underground layer uh, inheritance tax. <laughs> so um, I know there's a lot of people still to this day, and I, we referenced this about television the other day, about older generation that, you know, and Walter, you know what's funny? <laughs> They were one of the worst. Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, uh, Brian Williams, all these old school mm-hmm. lead anchors on the major networks. When they said something, my parents, who were commies, but and probably part of the reason they were good commies is because they believed everything on TV, but they would watch it and you would never... My dad would get furious. He was Cuban. He would get furious if I ever said anything like, that doesn't sound quite right. What do you mean? Um, well, because my dad was very had hot temper. Well, I think most Cubans do. And I said, well, because it seems like he's lying. They do not lie on television. That's propaganda. He would tell me all the time. So I'm not what, kidding. That, I'm so giving that was, accurate representation. That was law. Said it, yeah. Yeah. Whatever was said on TV that Dan okay. Rather said was law. Okay. Our CBS News coverage will continue. And then people with the, you know, who are enamored with the New York Times, who grow up with the New York Times. What do they call it? The old gray lady or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the old gray you know, because toilet rag. Or something. I think a lot of it has to do with the font. If you look oh, at the yeah. font, I mean, it's the standard font on Word. It's the Times New, Times, New, Times Times New, New Roman. Roman. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that font. That font gives it a sense of... Importance? Importance, credibility. It's funny you say that because I find in school with a lot of Elliot's writings project, they're like, it has to be in Times New Roman. Yeah, it used to be in Courier, but then to resemble a typewriter. But, new. Oh. but now it's New York Times font. Interesting. Yeah. Times because Roman 12 point. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And That's then, of course, the what's the, the fancy one? New Yorker. They take the letters and you stretch them out so uh. they look longer and taller <laughs> and more for the wealthy. I'd love to take somebody, because I worked in Manhattan before I came here for 10 years, and I actually got to go in the New York Times for, for a day. And I'd like to take uh, some 70-year-old guy, because usually around there, 7, 75 years old, you know, World War II vet, or sometimes just, you know, and and the ones who are just New York Times. Yeah. And take them for a walk through the um, through any of the floors there at the New York Times. They'd be stunned. Really? It's like walking through uh, junior high. Wow. Is that the one... It's, it's, is that the one on on Family Guy that they joke that they have no buttholes, or is that the New Yorker? What's the uh, one that were like, we remove your anus when you come to work here? <laughs> I don't it might know. Be the New Yorker, I think. Is it the New All Yorker? Right. So here's how far the New York Times employee is a columnist here. Not only is he a columnist, he's a Nobel Prize winning economist. Really, Paul Krugman. He Krugman. says that Biden has won the war on in inflation. He said it yesterday. How much was he paid to say that? It doesn't do. This isn't about money with these people. With these people, it's about. I hate Trump so much. I'll make anything of it. They go to they go to article so I don't look stupid. That's them going to work. They actually go to work like that today. I'm gonna. (laughs) These people are the most miserable, overeducated, miserable again people ever. So he goes to work and he writes this editorial that Biden wins. So all of a sudden, somebody decided to look into it. Yes, it was President Donald Trump's former communications director, Tim Mur- Murdaugh. He looked into Paul Krugman's column about how Biden has defeated inflation. Then he discovered after much analysis, this didn't happen overnight. This took him a little while. 
that Paul Krugman, the economist, the Nobel Prize winning economist, left out a few things from his report. Really? He excluded food prices, energy prices, what? Oh, who uses shelter those? prices, and used cars. Isn't that are they called the biggest things? <laughs> those are luxury and then, items. And then determined <laughs> that his report determined that inflation is up by only 2%, just 0.5% more than it was when Trump was in office, meaning that Biden has defeated inflation and quoting him now, it didn't cost us much. Nah. Since yesterday, what? <laughs> you, sir, are a humongous, worldwide, Jupiter-sized lying sack. Anyway, here are some of the uh, real stats. Okay. And remember what I told you a year ago. What did I tell you a year ago? The way they're going to do it is, when we were in the midst of the first year of Biden and inflation was out of control, mm -hmm. you know, one month it was 9%. And I said, this is going to be bad for him for a year. For a year, but these numbers are going to come out. There's not going to be much he can do about it. And then he'll tell you stuff, which he did. He'll say, oh, this is going to take time, you know. But, well, first they denied there was any inflation. Remember no. that uh, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, our Treasury Secretary, came out yeah. and said, I don't know if it's a war. I don't see inflation There's no inflation. I can just print the money with nothing, no consequences. And then I said, as soon as the 12 months, the fiscal 12 months are over, or what is that? I don't know if they do calendar, uh, they're going to say, and then see, because inflation rose during that year, I think it was 13 to 14%. Yeah. So every time they would, uh, you know, talk about inflation, they do it uh, year over year. So Trump years was 1.5. Month six of Biden in office, uh, inflation was up 9%. Yeah, so first yeah. it was denial of inflation, and then it was, what? what's the next excuse? We got to work oh, on the it. The previous administration. Yeah, so then as the year goes out by, then all of a sudden, let's say inflation is steady between 8 it was it was for a while, about 8%, 9%. Then the following year, when it goes up to 12%, they'll say, look, <laughs> we brought it down. It's The increase is only 3%, so inflation is down. When in fact, what you got to do is add the 9% to the 3%, but when you do it year over year, mm -hmm. from 9% to 12% is only three percentage points. Mm. So they lie to you. And the average person with their windows rolled down in the car, listening to some crackly AM station where the news guy goes, inflation is down 2%, they go, hey, inflation is down 2%, I'm going to vote for Biden again. Just like that. Here are the true numbers. Inflation, from the moment got Biden in office to now, is up 17.4%. Loaf of bread. How much is a loaf of bread in two years ago? Uh, you cents. Cents. Like if you just wanted plain white bread, just it was white, under a dollar. Bread. It'd be like 90 cents, 89 cents because you used to buy it. Now it's like 217. 90, so oh. let's say a dollar. So Bill's body 12 ways. I'm You're talking fancy about, like me and get no, the potato bread. I'm, That's about a $5 no. a piece. I just bought them yesterday. I know. No, no, I'm no, talking no, about the a, cheapest, like just plain white bread. I'm trying to make an example here. Do, so yeah. $1 for a loaf of bread of Wonder Bread. Now it's $1.74. Mm-hmm. So that is more of more than a fifty. Now let's let's up it a little bit. Let's go to fillet. It's the same fillet that was twelve dollars back, ten dollars back down is now. Uh -huh, uh -huh, it's up 17%, 20%. So add whatever that is to it. It's funny you did this because I was following this guy that said uh, he did the same thing. He was walking around Costco and he knew this was going to happen, kind of like you. He said, I went around and I took pictures of everything I paid uh, a year ago at Costco. And he said, they're saying 7% inflation, more like 75. So he walked around 
and he's videoing himself. And he's like, okay, back in the day, I think it's uh, lentils that he was buying. He said, a year ago, these same lentils in Costco were $6.99. You look at the same one now, they're $15.99. And he goes through the store and he does that product by product. And he's like, okay, now let's go over to this next item. And so he, like this one is, what's the one he's doing now? This is a chicken broth. He said uh, a month ago it was $5, now it's $9.99. Uh, mayonnaise was $5, now it's $9.99. This flour that I bought was $5, now it's $12.49. This was one year ago. Ouch. And finally, the average middle class household over the last 12 months has lost $33,000 in real net wealth. Damn. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I definitely feel it because I'm a stickler about budget. Oh, it's insane. And it's like, oh, we spend X number of dollars per week on groceries. And it's like, wait, I'm sticking to my budget. Yeah. And I feel like I'm getting the same stuff. I haven't, it's not like I was like, oh, this this month we're going to get lobster, shrimp, and scallops. It's all the same stuff we always get, but yeah. my bills are higher. Like the credit card bill because of the grocery bill. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. No, I, I did it last night. I always buy the same stuff. I'm a creature of habit. And I'm like, how is this a hundred more dollars than usual? Right, right. I was like, gosh, good thing we get paid today. We do, right? Yeah. I think okay, so. Okay, good. Now, the first story we did about the Powerball were the lottery money. Uh, they said that the money was going to the schools, but actually they took back the school's budget and replaced it with the lottery money, which means that they never gave the schools any money from the lottery. This is what's going on in Qatar right now. They had the money that we gave them, the $6 billion for the five uh, hostages mm -hmm. uh, in trade for three, I don't know who, what we gave them, probably terrorists, who knows. And um, it's the same exact thing. Now yeah. the Biden administration has agreed quietly, I don't know why, because it makes them look stupid, uh, to block Iran from accessing the $6 billion funds. It's about time. But the thing is, is that people are still going, well, that $6 billion had nothing to do with Iran, that you're just a, you're just a Trumpster. It doesn't matter because, because they're going like, to use it for whatever they want. They use the $6 billion now and they know they have our $6 billion to replace it. It's like the lottery. It's the same exact thing. They never got them. They haven't gotten the money yet, but they're using the budget they already had to wage the war on Israel. That's people that can't math. It's okay. But but that's a great example is what we just said about mm -hmm. the lottery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Semantics. All right. Governor DeSantis is, uh, you didn't give me Governor Hotwife the number. Oh, I think it's 26. Is it 26? Or 28. Oh. He's like, it's in the 20s somewhere. Just Dang. hit all of them. See what happens. No, that's Unsolved Mysteries. 23? No. no 20, Excuse me. No. 26, 27, oh, 28. Just forget it. Oh, what's, how's it go? Here comes Governor Hot Hot Wife. And his wife is hot. <laughs> uh, Governor Hot Wife uh, signed an executive order on Thursday to rescue Floridians from Israel after the country suffered an attack from the Hamas terrorist Do group. That. Pretty cool, Gov Ron. Here comes Governor Hot Wife. Just had to prove Here comes wrong. Governor Hot He left his cubicle, came across the hallway just to push the button. If something's done right, I'm going to have to do it myself. Right between the numbers I said. He's huffing and puffing in there. You're huffy today. Are you okay? Me? Yeah. No, I'm all right. I'm I, like, again, I went shopping last night. Yeah, I'm, that'll, I'm that'll put you in a bad mood. I get it. All right. Now we just got done telling you how they steal all the lottery money. And we also got done telling you how they're lying to you about the $6 billion. Yeah. But they did some, do something good. President Joe Biden on Wednesday unveiled new efforts to crack down on junk fees. Gee, thanks. This is what they're spending their Glad time you're on. focusing on things important. Yeah. Uh, this announced, he just announced $2 billion in savings for you and I and $140 million in consumer refunds from previous crackdowns on junk fees. 
What's a junk fee? I don't know. Quoting now, he said, folks are tired of being taken advantage of. Really? Do one of you resign? By you? <laughs> Unfair fees known as junk fees. Those hidden charges that companies sneak into your bill to make you pay more because they can. You know, That's... yes, I I'm, I appreciate the junk fee uh, crackdown, but how are you going to do this? Re- realistically, seriously. I mean, that, that's what they always do. Like, well, we're going to stop this, and then the corporations just find another way to stick it to you. Oh, we have a new fee. It's not really a junk fee. It's it's because um, we have to charge money for the uh, the cables that plug in the stuff. That that um, it's administrative. How about that? <laughs> the biggest. Uh, uh, offender is the cable companies still. You, oh, you ever look dude. at and the phone companies? You look at your bill, federal charge for excess of charges. Well, that's the thing because they're like, well, you can have your internet and then the thing, and then it'll be eighty dollars, and you're like, sweet, and then you get your bill and it's like one twenty-seven. You're like, you just said it was eighty. Well, yeah, those are the fee- forty dot forty-five dollars with the fees. The What's federal happening? and state fondio uh, uh, fee and the, and the um, you know. I told you I got one the other day for my internet. I was like, why is this five more dollars? It's always been this, and I call them and it's like, hey, um, I noticed this is. Five to seven dollars yep, more. What's I told up? You. Oh, that's just what it costs now. So <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, wait. It, what what changed? Do, oh, do you, do you need more coal to work the internet server? What is it? Just <laughs> I'm not getting a faster speed. Oh, that's God. right. Well, let's hear what the Prez had to say. Hey, my smell of Americans. It's me, Joey B, president of the White House. Feeling a little grumpy because I was buying tickets to see that newfangled jazz I've been hearing about. But when I clicked on the internet, they jacked up the price, Jack. Some kind of convenience fee. Quit changing the prices, man. It's already confusing enough with all the inflation. But back in the day, Coke was a nickel. For, for 70 years in a row, man. 70 years. Well, I think it's a load of junk. So I called them junk fees. And we're going to put them in the junk. If there's one thing we all need right now, it's no junk fees to distract us from all the junk going on. God love you. Joey B out. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone Crazy. Did I hear you just say you two are going to come to trivia at the diner? No, I never said that. Not <laughs> tonight. I need to go. No. I have stuff I got to do tonight. So my girlfriend wants to go. Whatever. You can bring your girlfriend. I went last time. He hasn't been yet. Jill was like, I can't wait to go back. Jill, I, you coming? No. No, I do. I can't wait to come back. I just can't this weekend. You said I got kids' birthday. Time. I got kids' birthday parties and all this crap. I got to Stop get with all that. I can't help it. Uh, you need to just adopt him out. <laughs> no, he's the best kid ever. I'm not giving him away. Well, you can visit. He's my favorite. Hey, it's Friday the 13th. It is Friday the 13th, isn't it? I should go home. Friday the 13th is a pseudo-holiday, a day to hide out for fear of something bad happening. Are you superstitious about Friday the 13th? Considered an unlucky day. But in some cultures, if a black cat crosses your path, it's considered good luck. Are there still demons in the world? Yes, demons are real. It's fun to be scared, huh? Don't be frightened. Just pull up the covers and stay in bed until Friday the 13th turns into Saturday the 14th. Sounds fine, tingly dingling. You know that dream where you show up to work half naked? That happened to me once in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's a day to avoid things. Black cats, ladders, things that are sharp, stepping on a crack, you know, the whole nine. Uh, but it's one thing that you don't avoid, which is a tattoo gun. Apparently, Friday the 13th is the biggest day of the year for tattoos. What? Oh, yeah. People will do, um, what do they do, like $13 tattoos? Is that why? Yeah, but I think um, they'll usually be really small. Like, maybe this small is like a 50 cent piece. Yeah. And they'll have like a selection to pick from. Am I the only person in the room that has a tattoo? I don't have a tattoo. Yeah, I don't have any. Okay, I just have one. Do you have one? No. no oh, okay. 
Yeah, well, I got a Chiquita banana lady on my butt cheek, but I don't count that. <laughs> my husband has a bunch. Some of his took like six, eight hours. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how you sit for that long for a tattoo. No, for anything. Depends I, on where it is, too. I, I had my, I have Elliot's name on my wrist, but it's on my wrist That had to hurt. Bone. Just to help you remember his name? Yes, I forget a lot. Um, it's The beginning of his name is on the little bone on your wrist. It's on the inside? It's on the, the outside. outside. Okay. Yeah, that's that's hard. Like the inside of like your wrist or your elbows too. Tops of yeah. knees, feet. So when the the guy started doing it, uh, and I was like, oh, that's not that bad. Mine only took like ten minutes. It's not doesn't have color or anything. And I was like, oh, that's not that bad. Oh wow, are you? And I look down and I see him at the end where he's doing like the the end of El- Elliot's middle name. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's almost done. He's like, no, I'm working backwards. I'm like, crap. <laughs> so then, and then he goes like over the bone. I was like, oh, that's not fun. That's it wasn't, why you go backwards. It wasn't awful. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't awful. They didn't numb you? No, they just, you just. Well, I mean, that's, uh, you, you only had the one line. That's not too bad. It's the shading where they have to do, it's yeah. like four needles at once. My husband has like a huge rose on the inside of his arm. Uh-huh. I mean, he's got like big, full blown color things from his shoulders down his arms. He's that got, hurt? He says he goes numb after a while and you just. Jeez. Permanently? No, no, no. Just like while they're doing it, and then it's wow, it's interesting. He does a good job of taking care of his though, which is why he is so you have to take care of him. Yeah, you, oh he's, yeah, he's meticulous about what it. You have to put, do so they don't dry out. He puts lotion on him. You got to put sunscreen on him if you're in the sun because it's putting ink technically between like dermal layers, so your body will scab to a degree if you don't take care of it. Well, and keep scabs it moist. after you get it first of all, yeah. and then once that scab falls off. But you have to protect it. It's kind of like an open wound after you get it. Yeah, I mean, you're you know prone to infection mm-hmm. and bloodborne pathogens and everything. It's bloodborne yeah. pathogens. Wow. Looks I like, really sounds want, like fun. I, I can't wait to get a tattoo now. Professor Smokestack. Professor Smokestack. Bloodborne pathogens. He's full of random Bring it on. and other useless crap. You know, he's full of useless crap, but the one thing he had trouble with this week was showing up to work on time. Oh, yeah. That it was one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we remember that uh, infamous phone call. Call. Hey, I'm coming. You think so? Okay. Yes, very expensive. <laughs> yeah, that was. I didn't even wake up till I was on I four. But Rick's. What did you say? I'm very excited about coming into the studio. What were you saying? I I, I don't know because I thought I was fired. Rick goes. You think so? Right. And that was that was like. A big did you question Did you mark. think after it he was going to say don't bother? Oh yeah, you think so? You think you're coming in? You think, you think so? It's going to work? You don't okay. think I've yeah, already written you up and fired you? I'm very excited about it. It sounded like he said, I'm very excited. I'm in season. <laughs> Do it again. It's funny. <laughs> you think so? Okay. Yes. Very excited. Very season. <laughs> very excited. I'm in season. See you soon. You're fired. <laughs> All right. So it might not have been Smokestack's fault, though. Now, yeah, right. Here's why. There's a glitch on the iPhone now. Go ahead. Make me laugh. There's it- a glitch. They're saying there's a random glitch on. The, I don't. It's on some iPhones. It's not even the newest iPhone ah, that will just it. randomly shut your alarm off in the middle oh, of the night. I'm that sorry, makes sense because I didn't hear a single one. And normally, my girlfriend always punch me. Go. That's the third one. Shut it off. Oh, and, you mean you had a real excuse? I'm sorry. Come on in. Yes. Very excited. Very excited. Very excited, Rick. See you soon. You're fired. <laughs> That was the best. That was so fun. I still wanted to let him. Not, I didn't want you to call him. Thank you, Jill. That's nice. Well, no, because I thought your punishment. Hey, I'm coming. You think so? And <laughs> you think my, the peptic ulcer I got after yes. that morning wasn't punishment enough? Well, that, that's what I said. I said don't call him, but his punishment will be the panic he feels when he wakes up and the sun's up. I've been that's eating his tongs punishment. like Skittles all week. <laughs>
<laughs> I was like, don't yell at him after that. That's enough of the punishment right there. I just thought it was more creative. Actually, but. yeah, Rick was very nice once I got here. He was like, <laughs> I'll kill you later, but this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever watched America's Got Talent? Uh, uh, the, I don't, Smoke, have you watched yes, it? Yes, very smart. <laughs> People he do random stuff. He's watched it. <laughs> America's got a lot, well, a lot less talent nowadays. They but. do. I'll agree with you on that. But there was a guy, you probably didn't see it, who got smashed between two exploding cars in midair and then fell 20 feet to the ground. And that's a talent? While he was practicing, well, he wasn't supposed to get smashed oh. between them. Oh. He was supposed to escape. He was rehearsing this stunt, but then I guess he got obviously injured. Um, he survived this, which is insane. And now he's suing NBC. <laughs> Because he said the show's producers kept encouraging the contestants to perform bigger and more dangerous stunts while cutting corners on safety to save money, and it nearly cost him his life. He said, but "This he is your talent." He dislocated his spinal cord. Oh, wow! Where do you dislocate that from? I feel like everything connects to that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess your pelvis and your neck. I don't know. Oh, uh, lost his left ki- kidney. Suffered third-degree burns and fractured his legs, ribs, and shoulders, and he's going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Wow. Oh, yeah, I suppose I'd ask for money. Uh, it's been two years, and he's still suffering from mental, physical, and emotional injuries. I can totally understand why. Um, but, yeah, so he's suing Wait, NBC. What was he supposed to do? What was supposed to happen? Um, he only jumps one car? Or yeah, like, Why don't we squish it between He was two? jumping cars? I think that the cars were supposed to crashed together and he was supposed to be out of it like go past it and he got caught between Was he being them. shot up or was he coming down? I have to go look at it because I'm not positive. Because uh, that's I, the thing. If that's the talent you're advertising The um Let's see. Where is it? You know the Chive channel I watch all the time? There's some videos on there. It's near suicide. Oh, that's yeah. a, that they should oh, yeah. just change the name of the channel. It's like a guy you know like they do in the movies jumping from building to building? Yeah. Why would you do that? Well it gives me anxiety when I see like the Walendas, like the flying Walendas. Oh, I know what was happening. So he was jumping from car to car. Yeah, they're on they're on um, <sighs> cables, and there are two cars flying, and he's supposed to jump from one to the other. But I guess he slipped and fell, and he got smashed between them. And it NBC should sue him for screwing up the stunt. <laughs> Kidding. So he's they probably yeah, that's would. insane. It's just it's weird it, that, that you you put yourself in that position. And then you're bitter that it didn't go well. You know, he needs the money. Okay. I need you guys to brace yourself because this crime story (sighs) is probably the best one I've ever done. Oh, really? Yes. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Here we go. It's not stupid, never boring, till Bob true crime stories. Now, I did read a sidebar about this story in Snopes, but it was a different version of this story that I'll get to in a second. So this part was the real part and then there was another version going around that was the the debunked one but are you ready for this okay. it doesn't even matter you just have to hear the story all right here's a girl in a bar she's hanging out at a bar i believe it was in nashville with her friends we'll call her jackie okay she met a guy she thought she was cute they had some drinks before they knew it they were making out right went on for a little while time for the bar to close so she gives the guy her number she goes home doesn't think anything of it Next day, don't read the story. The next day, she breaks out with a huge rash on her face. Now, I don't know if you've never, ever, guys probably not, but girls, if you've ever made out with a dude and he's got like a beard or any kind of like scruff, sometimes you'll have like a little red rash around your face. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she was like, God, it's itchy. It's weird. I think I need to go to the doctor. 
So she goes to her dermatologist, asks a few questions. The doctor says what he normally does. Did you change your makeup? Did you change your detergent? She's like, no, but I was making out with a guy. So the doctor said, all right, well, we'll swab it and we'll send off the cultures and see what it is. Oh, no. So they get the results back. The doctor calls the girl and says, uh, we need the name of the guy that you were making out with immediately. Oh, that's a bad sign. Oh, God. She goes, okay, why? And she said, well, the kind of bacteria that we found on your face is only found in dead bodies. Oh! Oh, no! They go to the guy's oh. house, and they found four deceased bodies that he had been eating. Oh! What? out! What? Oh, my God. What? I told what? you I had what? a good one. What? Now, the Snopes version is apparently she was, was when she slept with the guy and he had been a necrophiliac and doing that with the dead bodies. That's the debunked one, but this one was oh. her making out with him in the bed. Yeah. Ooh. I told you it was a big one. Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Are you the stupidest person alive? She was acting, Stupid right? News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right. Let's see. Smoke, do you have the uh, stupid news ready? Yes, very precision. Okay. New Zealand man unofficially claimed a world record. It's the last headline here that was true. He jumped bungee jumping 941 times. Uh, wouldn't you throw up after like 100? That's what he said. He said he was getting seasick. Mike Hurd originally set the record for the most bungee jumps in 24 hours with a 16 to 32 foot cord in 2017. 430 jumps. Then another guy, Francois-Marie Debout, beat him with 765 jumps. And now he just reclaimed the record. 941 jumps in uh-huh. 24 hours. He yes. said he felt kind of seasick. Because, I mean, think about it. You're puking... As you're falling or going up, you're probably risk running into it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. They They're pull him up from, like, jump 200. He's like, I'm sorry, just hose me off and jump me down again. <laughs> <laughs> the record attempt raised funds for the Mental Health Foundation, which helps kids with mental challenges. So that's good. A woman in Florida who owns a security company was pulled over by two Florida state troopers when they saw her Dodge Charger had the same color scheme as their vehicles. What? It even had a decal that made it look very similar to the state troopers' cars. Don't they pull those off after the police auctions? Well, she first, yeah, she tried to blame it on that. She said uh, it was already there and looked like that. The color scheme and everything was that way at the auction. The cops were like, really, lady? Okay, get in this car that looks just like yours, and we're going to take you down to talk to you at the station. She's been arrested. Ooh. Impersonating an mm. officer. Let's just see who's lying, shall we? Security cameras at a British Columbia gas station. You should see this. It's so cute. So this guy, it's like typical convenience store. It's got the plexiglass for the COVID, you know, all that junk. And for the robbers, because the robbers are coming. The cameras at Tipton Gas Bar in Lake Kowahachan in Vancouver captured footage of a black bear just wandering in the store. Looks around like he's shopping. I swear, the, the, the bear is shopping. You're looking the bear around. is shopping? He's looking at all the shelves. He goes to one shelf. He sees gummy bears. He recognizes his face, grabs one of the gummy bear packages, and just walks out the front of the store and eats it. Wait, the bear got the gummy bears? Yep. Now, that what are the odds? That's yeah. strange. Not only that, when he got the gummy bears, he sat down in the parking lot right in front of the store to eat them. Wow. Black bears don't do much to you unless you look at them the wrong way. Yeah, well, they're, they're I still don't want to try. Right? You know? They love popcorn if you want to feed them. Do it? Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to feed them. Uh, actually, I do now, so what's the difference? 
Authorities in Southern California found a range of drugs during a traffic stop. Here's how this went. 3 a.m., Rosamont, 80 miles uh, north of Los Angeles. Uh, this guy was pulled over for a simple vehicle code violation. Who knows? Broken taillight, whatever it is. The driver, Danny Carson, 47, had a misdemeanor warrant and was on post-release community supervision for weapons violations. It's already uh-huh. a bad spot to really? be in. Yeah, and he gets pulled over for, you know, maybe maybe the pine cone thing that was hanging from his mirror, the little, you know, odor or whatever. Okay. The green, are you talking about the green pine tree? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They'll, they'll get you, you, you're technically not supposed to have anything hanging Yeah, there. minor really? code infraction. Got him pulled over. During a search of the vehicle, deputies found meth, Xanax, cocaine, oh. fentanyl, which all weighed about 1.5 pounds. Whoa. They also located a sawed-off shotgun, two loaded handguns, one which was concealed inside a pizza box, which had pizza in it. Did you make your entire criminal hide out your car? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Needless to say, we're not going to be seeing Benjamin Vasquez for a little bit. Yeah, you I'd could say. leave some of that at home. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry? Want a little extra bang with your meal? Yes, and yes. Then come to California Handgun Kitchen, where we're serving up pizzas with handguns on them. Whoa, what? Honey, what's for dinner tonight? I want pizza. Okay, well let's go to California Handgun Kitchen. What? No, I, I don't think. Yay, we... my favorite. Your whole family will love California Handgun Kitchen. All right. Folks, here's your large pizza with pepperoni and a 357 Magnum. Don't touch that pizza. California Handgun Kitchen. Pizza's topped with handguns. See you soon. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. It still baffles me that they've become so popular. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right. The update is brought to you by Fair and Fairer. If you're a Triskaidekaphobian, we have a little entertainment for you in just a few minutes. We also have another uh, level of that to worry about I didn't know about. Yeah. Yep. All right. First, some serious news. Sorry about that. I know it's Friday, but there is some stuff you need to know. And um, it's all about Israel. So this guy's name is Bassem Eid. He lives in Israel. He's uh, just north of Jerusalem. And this guy's been around forever. He's a professor. He's a... You know, I don't want to read you his credentials. Trust me, this guy's uh, very well. Is he a professor emeritus? No, he's actually still professoring. But he's been there for decades, and he wants to make sure that Americans understand because he's very disturbed what he sees at Harvard, what he saw in Michigan yesterday, where they were saying from the sea to the river. Yeah. Which means they want to exterminate all the Jews. And this was people here in the United States protesting on behalf of Hamas. Well, Michigan's like that area has got a, a large population of people from that. And he wants to make sure Americans understand. And it's true. We don't know a lot about this here. And I admit it. Uh, I wasn't sitting around reading about Middle East politics because it seems like this has been going on for 50,000 years. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, this is very um, plain and simple to understand. A terrorist group attacked Israel. And they did it in such a way where they have no regard for any... And I, you know, when I hear rules of war, it sounds so stupid. It sounds like when the British and and the Americans were fighting where they would line up in a field, you know, and then we decided to go guerrilla, and that's how we won that. But the thing is, is that rules of war, but yeah, we don't follow the Geneva Convention. The Hamas people don't. Oh, I mean, after World War One, that the stuff that we were doing to each other was so messed up. We all sat down and went, okay, 
Can we not do that next time? Do we need the triangle, you know, wounds that no one can sew up? Is the mustard gas probably too much? Yeah, but it's kind of silly when you think about it. I mean, war is war. It's just that you have rules. But that, look, that's beside the point. He expresses shock over Americans showing support for Hamas under claims it's a justice and social organization. Hamas is not a social or justice organization. Here he is talking about it from Israel. Hamas is keeping two million Palestinians in the Gaza Strip as hostages. Hamas is defending his rockets by using his own people. Imagine is such organization that the Americans claiming that it's a justice and social organization hiding weapons inside hospitals and inside the mosques. Because what happened yesterday, what he was referring to is Hamas now is turning around. These people, I know that Trump said it the other day and he got skewered for it that the, the, excuse me, Hezbollah and Hamas are not stupid. These aren't stupid people. They're just evil, evil to the core. The most evil you could imagine. But anyway, they burn babies, they behead them, they kill grandmothers. You see the one? They posted on Facebook, stream, live stream, shooting a grandmother, disabled mother in the face. They did that. You know, they do all kinds of just disgusting, just things you can't imagine. By the way, for those of you who wrote me and said, that 40 uh, babies decapitated, that's not true. They've Tur- proven it now. Now it's true. And Because uh, Blinken was, wasn't, wasn't Blinken Anthony Blinken there? was out there yesterday and said it from Israel, said no, we have confirmation, I saw the photos. And I don't want to play you that, it's really upsetting. But anyway, he goes on about what's going on. You see, Hamas, what they're saying now is like, oh, we weren't going to do all those awful things. It's just the Palestinians uh, that we have as prisoners here in this little strip called Gaza. Uh, they did it. They, they they misunderstood and they just went overboard. That's They actually said that. And there's people that actually believe them. Remember that? And then the president of Israel had to come out yesterday and say, yeah, that's what they're doing now. They're doing an about face because they want people sympathizers in the U.S. And in Israel, there are actually some there, mostly Palestinian, that are like, yeah, yeah, I can see where Israel is really the aggressor. It's their fault. So Bassam Eid goes on here. I think what the Hamas did last Saturday considered as a genocide. It's not a massacre. And unfortunately, some rubbish human being around in the world are celebrating such massacre by considering it as a Palestinian victory. I think that if in the 21st century, massacres uh, can be considered as victories, that means that this is the end of humanity. Yep. Man. 100%. This was Michigan yesterday. Think of this. 18 to 24-year-olds. What the hell do they know? And they were out there chanting this. These people are the dumbest, the dumbest people on the earth, the freaking most stupid human beings that exist. Even Kamala Harris agrees. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. See? It's the only thing we agree on. <laughs> but, I mean, there, you'll find groups around the country, like look, the Black Lives Matter in Chicago. Remember, that was a whole big thing. And it really riled up the lawyer on TMZ. Well, he's Jewish, and then his partner, the guy that, I forget his name, he's black. And so they had this, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a conflict or not. I think they both agree on this, but 
they'll tell you what happened. We have to talk about something that honestly has uh, enraged both of us, and I and I know just from looking online, thousands and thousands of other people. Uh, it is a reaction to the terrorist attack by Hamas uh, that started on Saturday and which has now put Israel at war. This is what the Black Lives Matter Chicago chapter, and I want to emphasize that, that is the Chicago chapter, um, that posted this yesterday. And you saw it yesterday evening, called me, (laughs) because you couldn't believe what you were seeing, but it is uh, an image of a paraglider with the Palestinian flag flying off of his chute. And Uh, and it says underneath it, I stand with Palestine. Now, the caption, I think, also bears, because the caption to me, is defiantly saying, I know, I know what you, your reaction is going to be to this. And the caption says, that is all. Yeah, this is BS. That is this, it. this is BS. So that paraglider, by the way, the paragliders are the ones who flew into Israel and they decapitated babies, shot and killed babies, raped women, killed women, took hostages, slaughtered families in their homes. These are disgusting, vile terrorists. That's all they are. And that picture, the reason we know about the paragliders is Hamas, they're the ones that released the video of the paragliders because they were so proud of the carnage. And Black Lives Matter in Chicago embraced the killing of Jews. They are Hitler, hold on, they are Hitler-esque. They are a Hitler-esque organization to do something like that. Period. They, these are Nazis, essentially, trying to exterminate Jews, and they are embraced by Black Lives Matter in Chicago. It is disgusting. This feels like it goes beyond anti-Semitism. It's extermination. Genes- it is genocide. It is what Hitler did. It is what Nazis did. And it's being embraced by Black Lives Matter in Chicago. And the national organization, to this moment, has said nothing. They're not going to because they're a bunch of Marxists. And I've said this for since 2020. I've been saying this on the air. I got a lot of hate mail about that. BLM is nothing but a criminal syndicate. It really is well, from the, the com- beginning. The comments were actually good because the comments were from people from the black community saying, no, none of us elected BLM to represent the black community. Please know that. Yeah, Black Lives Matter is much like Hamas co-opted Palestine without their permission. Same thing Black Lives Matter would did with black people. You talked about you talk about any of the uh, the, the uh, black victims of police brutality. None of them got a dollar from Black Lives Matter. You talk about all the black businesses destroyed by Black Lives Matter protesters in Chicago, Detroit, Wisconsin. None of them got a dollar from Black Lives Matter. Meanwhile, in the first year of their existence, or at least that we know of, uh, Pat Colliers, the former CEO and the organization, bought themselves homes with the money they gained from families who suffered losses. I mean, it's on companies like Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, all these companies. Oh, we're so woke. Black Lives Matter. They gave millions Millions of dollars. We have teachers right now. We speaking right now have teachers holding have Black Lives Matter flags in their room because they're ignorant. And that's and and now you see what's going on. Because they are who they are. They're a bunch of Marxists and they're out to destroy this country and they agree with every enemy the United States has. That's what they do. Now I gotta say there's a hero in all this. Representative Corey Mills. We've had him at the diner several times. He's really? great. This is one classy ass guy. He is He's still rescuing people from Afghanistan. On his own dime. The Biden debacle where we left 
tons of people. These are people who worked with us, interpreters, assistants, people that worked with us in Afghanistan, our soldiers. Mm -hmm. We left them there. Yep. You know what? You know what kind of bitterness there is towards us because we do stuff like that all the time? So Corey Mills on his own dime helped a bunch of people out of Afghanistan and he's still doing it. Now he's helping people out of Israel. Yep. He's helped 77 Americans leave Israel. You know why? Our administration not doing it. Won't do it. There's people begging to get out of there. They can't get a flight and he's doing it himself. And that's just in the first few days. So we'll see what he does. But thank you, Corey Mills, Representative Corey Mills. If you want to look him up, U.S. Rep. Corey Mills, R. Florida. So Love it. All right. This is, uh, this is great. This is terrific. So, John Fetterman. Crappy shorts, crappy shoes, a matching crappy sweatshirt hoodie, too. Disgrace the Senate doing all that they can. And their poster boy is John Fetterman. Without telling you the whole story of John Fetterman, I think most people know who he is by now. He's the guy with the shorts and the hoodie that goes into Congress dressed like a slob. Yeah. He was on with Stephen Colbert last night, the night before last. So uh, it's all over social media. So they're talking about him and, you know, there was a bunch of subjects. But the one that hit home and got social media going, and deservedly so, is Fetterman had this to say on Colbert's show. You ready? You ready for this? You gotta, and all, he's sitting there in, a, in his shorts. Yeah. I wish he would cross his legs. Oh, gosh. Big, huge, honking slob sitting there in his shorts and his hoodie, and he says this. Is it awkward to be in the Capitol and then run into people that you have put up a devastating meme about because you've got excellent meme game but then you have to see these people in the cafeteria uh, no it's it, you all should need to know that america is not sending their best and brightest you know to washington dc mm -hmm. yes clearly <laughs> So are they applauding and laughing at him, or are they laughing at the fact? I mean, did he just pot meat kettle? The I was going to say, buddy, you're kind of included in that. Yeah, the best was when the people were showing that clip yesterday that I saw. It was like, who's going to tell him? Who's Fetterman embodies him? the very truth he speaks of. <laughs> I mean, this guy, I mean, think about it. This, this guy goes into a deep clinical depression when he has to wear pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, and remember he, we had to dress up, and it was like, meh. And then he talks about how people in Congress put up a devastating meme about because you've got excellent meme game, but then you have to see these people in the cafeteria. Uh, no, it's it, you all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, right to yeah, Congress. Oh, my gosh. You know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> well, tell us about I-95. I, I uh, would. would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know, obviously, the, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with 95. And, I know, too, and we know it's a major. Uh, crappy major shorts, you know, crappy for, shoes, imagine crappy sweatshirt hoodie too. Disgrace the Senate doing all that they can. And their poster boy is John Fetterman. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's actually, he's a congressman. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. That blows my mind. Isn't it? I noticed you were stunned. You weren't saying anything. Well, I just, I'm so, I, I, I try not to swear. Because <laughs> he's like. How's that working for you? I'm so far so good. <laughs> it's been, what, 20 minutes? No, I just, I don't understand what's so hard about a collared shirt for him. I don't like wearing that stuff, but, you know, I wear it when I have to. Yeah. You complain yeah, but like, every time you got to wear a collar. Don't you're lie. You're a DJ that works in a soundproof room that no one sees, only hears. You're, he's a senator. Now, remember, um, this guy, the reason he wears the hoodie and the shorts, he wants to be like the everyday man. He, he, he puts himself off like that. Remember, mm. he came from an extremely wealthy family. He never worked a day in his life. He's 40 yeah. years old. Um, so if he dresses like the poors, he'll be one of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, there's people that buy that stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, just put Never it held way. a job, by the way. Never had a real job. If you got pulled over by a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And he climbs out in his sweatpants. You know, he's got his gun like in his pocket. And he's just got a stained shirt on. He's like, all right, I'm going to write you a ticket. Would you or would you not just drive away? <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's all over your shirt, man? I don't know. I don't even know. Don't make me pull my gun. I Shit. think it works. You expect me to wear a uniform? <laughs> a badge? We don't even know stinking badges. All right. So this kid, his name is Stanley Zong. He uh, he got rejected by 16 of 18 colleges. What? 16 Ouch. of 18 Were colleges. His bad? And he was featured by a very annoying host here on Channel 4 in LA. You're employed full-time by Google. What exactly do you do for them? Um, I am a software development engineer, uh, specifically with the Google Cloud team. Yeah, what happened was he applied to all these colleges, Stanford, UCL, mm-hmm. all these major schools. They rejected him, and Google called him and offered him a job. So he wow. got a job at Google as a software engineer, and it goes on. Let me ask you, you created all this before you were, how old, how old were you when you? He made an app. It's a app. I'm trying to remember what app it's like. It's, uh, I don't remember. It's an app that you pay for now. Yeah. But he made a free version of it. Nice. Oh. So uh, he's, he's, you know. That's what they do there. Very popular for that. You designed this app? Um, I first came up with the idea for Rabbit Sign probably around the end of middle school. Um, and the... By the way, it's, it's an app like DocuSign, except DocuSign. Oh, oh okay, pay. for contracts. Yeah, so if you want to do contracts, his is free, completely free. Oh, nice. Free. The uh, Rabbit Sign itself fully became a company with incorporation and everything in my sophomore year. Yeah. She goes on. Uh, your GPA and SAT score? Listen to this. Uh, GPA was 4.42 weighted. Whoa. Uh, SAT score was Whoa. 1590. Okay. So oh. how did he get rejected by all those colleges? He's not black or brown. Oh. I mean, they never brought it up in the story. It's funny because she's an Asian reporter as well. Uh-huh. You'd think she would have brought it up. But as we know, throughout universities all over this country, DEI, man, they have their quotas and they have everything. And they don't, they'll never, ever say, just like the cops say, they never have quotas and given out speeding yeah. tickets. Same thing. But Asian students are being rejected at the highest level ever. And the funny thing, we're talking about people that are overqualified. They have a higher GPA than most of the students in the school already, and they're getting rejected because the Asian students, unfortunately, hey, I look at them, I great respect. They're disciplined. You know, they're they're academically they're superior to well, us because of the work, way they were brought up. Yes, and if you are disciplined and you work hard and you have the intellect and you've had the wherewithal to educate yourself, then why wouldn't you get the job? Yeah, but to fill schools with unbrown and unblack people is racist. That's what DEI is all about. 
So he didn't get a spot in any of those colleges, even though none his, of those. His, you his, wouldn't his... believe the list of schools. It's every school: Harvard, Yale, MIT, uh, UCLA, Stanford. I mean, wow. the li- eight, sixteen schools rejected him. Sixteen schools. Some of them, the biggest ones with GPA averages in the fours, still don't have the GPA that he's got. And he got rejected by 16 of them. That's unbelievable. And which is surprising to me, Google was like, uh, wait a minute. You don't need to go to college. Just come work for us. We he, got you. He was in middle school when they came up with an app that's better than DocuSign. We'll, right. we'll hire him. Yeah, we got him. Yeah. It's okay. We'll take it from here. Oh, that's at least, you know, somebody's grabbing somebody who's good at the job, no matter what color they are. No, and also the skill level of this guy is amazing. <laughs> Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up. Perverts! Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all. Perverts! It's every day. Now a Popka and a Popka daycare employee, uh, there are six of them, six men, including an Apopka daycare employee, were arrested in a child predator sting out of Polk County. Here's Grady Judd. They're dangerous. These are people that thought they were going to come have sex with children. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd shared their identities Tuesday, touting the work of his department and other assisting agencies. If it weren't for the outstanding work of the men and women of law enforcement, Mm -hmm. they absolutely would have attacked children. Anytime parents allow children to use social media at all, they've got to monitor it Non-stop. And these creeps are Jario Munez, 40 of Kissimmee, Timothy Wellman, 36 of Ohio, Ferris Calisis, 49 of Davenport, Douglas Da Silva, 46 of Windermere, Trevor Walker, 33 of Orlando, and Douglas Cooley, 26 of Apopka. And a lot of times you think, oh, these are creeps, probably cretins of society mm-hmm. working, you know. No, these are people with like big jobs. Little no, jobs, yeah. middle jobs, it doesn't matter. I say, read some of them. There was like a, a one guy like worked at a school. Yeah. There was a, a, and the one that got me was the dude that like has two kids on his way to the sting that he thought he was going to meet up with an underage girl. With his own He's kids? texting his kids, good night kids, love you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, wh- mentally, what kind of a kook are you? Well, you're a big kook, that's for sure. It's illness. All right, so Friday's the 13th. I had no idea there was two levels of 13-ness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'll let Jill pronounce this because apparently she's an epidemiologist. So <laughs> today we're talking about... It's uh, periscavidecatriophobia. Yeah, that's what it's about, what she said. But I was always familiar with triscadecaphobia. Which is the fear of the number 13. Right. And that means, you know, you don't go to a floor that's, none of them are, but you have a floor that's 13, or you play a number, or, you know, any 13. Some people, even when they turn their volume up, if the volume's number 13, it either has to be on 12 or 14, they don't like it on 13. Wow. I'm definitely an even number volume guy, but that's just evens. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, but there's a different layer, which is the first one we talked about. Periscavidecatriophobia. That's the fear of the actual day. Of Friday the 13th. Isn't that something? Yeah. Some people say periscavidictatriophobia. It's pronounced both ways, but there's no dicta. It's deca, because deca means 10, and then tri means thir- 3. So the 10 and the 3 is the 13. And the real shocker is, I had no idea, 8% of people in the United States, not 8% of mm-hmm. like, you know, people who have the first, the second one, trichodecatriophobia. Triscadecophobia. Yeah, no, this is 8% of the population in this country has the para 
Paraskevi decotriphobia. That's right. Eight percent of people in the U.S. suffer from the para thing. That's but, a lot higher than I thought it would be. But you know, you've talked before about phobias. It's the the, the whole definition of a phobia is this irrational fear you have of something that most people don't fear. Like your wife has a fear of caterpillars, yeah. and you talk about it all the time. You said, "I don't understand," but it's a real fear. So some people that have the fear of the actual Friday the Thirteenth. They don't want to leave their house. They don't want to do any of the things, the superstitions, the black cat, the ladder, the broken mirror, the walk on the crack. They don't want to do any of that stuff. They, these people display signs of extreme anxiety, nervousness, mm-hmm. and uh, as the day approaches, they're very nervous. And on the day, 8% of the United States population that has this doesn't leave their house. They'd rather not. They'd rather just start over on the 14th and just do well, their thing. I had no idea. I'm not here to judge. Is there a support group for this? I don't know the answer to that. No? Oh, I thought you would know. Well, I'm I sure I mean, I'm there's sure there's some... a support group for people that have irrational phobias, but I don't know if it's for one specific one. Like, you might come in and go, I have a fear of yarn. Another person might come in and say, I have a fear of frogs. I know people that have a fear of frogs. So you know where this all came from? This is not even like, you know, caterpillar snakes and spiders. I hate spiders. I don't have phobia, but a lot of people mm-hmm. have. This was made up. I blame Jason Voorhees. Well, there's there's <laughs> a lot of that stuff. I think it started in like the Middle Ages. Yeah, this started with uh, King Philip the Fourth of France. The day he turned into Friday the 13th is the day of torture. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And uh, wasn't there like... I think they said the crucifixion was maybe on like a Friday the 13th. Uh, Friday the 13th is associated with the crucifixion of uh, Jesus. That was on a third. Many devout Christians believe that this date is unlucky because of that. And uh, the Great Flood also occurred on Friday the 13th. I don't know how anybody was keeping track of that, but. uh, Crucifixion wasn't on a Friday, by the way, but go ahead. Well, there was also the, what was it, the Last Supper? Because he had the 12 disciples, but the 13th member was Judas. Oh, okay. Ah, wow. All right. So there's, there's a, a lot of proof there. Well, and, like the Knights Templars all got massacred in like a one day. and All right. Well, a lot of coincidences on well, the same. Well, happy paraskevi gaki triad. What is it, chill? <laughs> <laughs> it's paraskevi tikachiophobia. All right. I've got a case of paraskevi tikachiophobia. If you look that word up inside of the Wikipedia. It's the fear of Fridays on the 13th on the calendar. Maybe you've got Parascivitikatriophobia. I'm diddle 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 I'm diddle 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 I'm diddle I stepped upon a crack one time. My mother broke her back. I had seven years of bad luck after my mirror cracked. I walked under a ladder when it was Friday 13. And that's why my backpack is full of 20 rabbit's feet. Oh, I think I've got Parascivitikatriophobia. You should get the nervous if a black hat walks in front of you. When you Spill some salt, you better throw it left and back here. Yes, I've got the Paris Kevitic to try a phobia. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. So I don't know if you heard about this. Netflix is planning on opening up like a real physical store, like a brick and mortar store. For what? What are they going to sell? So they're not selling DVDs. No. They're going to sell merch. Like Netflix jackets and panties? I'm guessing it's not just Netflix branded things. I'm going to guess it's maybe shows from Netflix, like Stranger Things, Cobra Kai, things that are only Netflix shows. Stuff you couldn't find anywhere else, like Target. And then they're going to have experiences. (laughs) So I think they're going to have maybe the rooms where you take your photo from the different shows. Is this where they beat you over the head for $80? You get to go in and look at their cool decorations that you can't really take home? Doesn't talk about the price, so I'm not really positive how much that's going to cost. This sounds like a really dumb idea. Well, they, they, I'm sure they'll make a ton of money now. and we'll still be here getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning and they'll be rich, so I don't know who's the dumb one. You know how they do those uh, like 
themed pop-ups yeah. where you're like, oh the my selfies. gosh, look, it's it's this, and it's a selfie room, and you can yep. pay $80 for a, a, a lame cocktail that's named after something in the show or the Isn't there movie one of those here? Isn't there a selfie room here somewhere? Oh, there are in Orlando? there's a few of yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe how big that's gotten. Look, it's a place to take a picture. Right. Do you shower with your pets? I used to when I had like one. <laughs> I can imagine it would be very crowded if you tried to shower with dogs. all 30 of your cats. No, there's just the dogs. Because sometimes they, the you ones that enjoy it. Take the dog to the dog park, mm-hmm. and you want to. You have to. You have to shampoo them. Yeah, so you might as well be in there with them. I used to do. Uh, one of my apartments I used to live in had the car wash area, and oh. it was like it was just a bunch of hoses, and they weren't pressure washers, so it wasn't going to hurt the doggy. So I right. would just take the dog out there to the car wash area. And instead of rolling up in the car, I'd roll up the dog, and I'd wash him, and I'd hose him down, and clean him, and he'd shake off, and I'd dry him, and all clean. I like a regular need- hose they had the car wash? Yeah, really? it was a regular hose. It wasn't well, like a drive-through thing. I mean, I wouldn't walk my dog through the car wash. I, they have those things now. You go to the pet store, I think uh, Pet Supermarket, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if Petco has it, but they have those big bathtubs you put your dog in, you yeah. pay him a fee. I'm not going to do oh, that. Oh, the dog wash? I guess if you live in an even if you live in an apartment, why would you do that? You're in, like a washing machine for your dog. No, like, it's, it's a big sink. When I had my house, I just used the hose in the backyard, yeah. and he got a big bath outside. I dip in the pool and then soap him up and then hose him off with the hose. See, I tried to do in the bathtub one time, and that was a mess because then they slip and they slide, and then you got right. to clean the hair out of the tub. It was just yeah. too much. No, if like, you get no. a shower, you can do it, not a tub. Yeah, yeah, the shower's not not too bad. But like you said, you might as well get in there anyway. You're soaked even if you're not I in know. there. So yeah, this says 15% of Americans have showered with their pet. Full-blown shower. That's all? All naked with bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, do people still name their dogs bingo? No. Uh, by the way, I, t- Rick, you have 30 cats. Tell me if this is a thing. I don't have 30. How many do you have? I don't know. It ain't 30. It's 28. I don't know. That's 28. Okay. okay I don't know. <laughs> My neighbor got a new kitten. Yeah. So I was leaving the house yesterday, and it's so cute. And I don't know if you do this. He had the cat on a leash. No. Have you ever had your cat on the we leash? We tried once. That seems like it'd be hard to. So it's, it's tiny. like a balloon in the wind. You're right. Like, you're, you're not holding still. Well, it was little, and and he scared everything. He was the cutest thing. Yeah. His name's Miyagi, and I opened the door, and the cat just like stopped in its track and tried to like sink into the carpet because he was nervous. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, you have a new cat. He's like, Yeah, I just got him. He's scared of everything, so I'm trying to walk him up into the hallway to kind of ease his fear, like kind of open him up to right. noises and people, and just slowly try to make him not afraid of everything. Oh my gosh, he was so cute. And I was like, that's a cat on a he leash. He has a little kitten on a leash? Yeah, it was on a little leash. It had the- a little vest and a little thing. It was so cute. It's like, you could just put him in your pocket. And I thought, right? well, I guess so in case he gets scared and runs, you don't want him to bolt yeah. out the door, you know? Have you never walked one of your cats? You tried and it didn't work, right? No, he just flattened out on the grass and just didn't move. Fun oh. fact, my husband has a stroller for the cats. Moving on. Okay, wait, there's a lot of things this week that a have really now kind of put cats. a little, uh, he, he takes a bubble bath, he has a stroller he for the cat, take a bubble bath, he and he's afraid of horror movies. What do we got going on here? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't love no horror movies. No wonder we're such good friends, my dude. <laughs> yeah, we have a stroller sometimes that we put the cats in. Yeah. We can't put, we'll put two in there, and we'll roll them outside if it's really nice weather, because they'll run. We can't leave the doors open with them there, oh, yeah. they'll, they'll run off the balcony, the ba- we have a balcony and all that, so... We'll put them in the stroller and we zip it up. It closes up, so they're all zipped in, and uh, and we we sit them outside and they they love it. They sit there and they lay down. The they close their eyes in the sun. And the breeze hits their face. And they see the birds and start making that chirping noise. For oh me. oh, I have to put them inside if they see a squirrel. We have a squirrel that lives on our patio and it buries his nuts all <laughs> in all the different plants I have. Hey oh. 
Boys High. <laughs> Ground school. Nine times out of ten, the people that are walking around my neighborhood with a stroller. Bury their nuts in your planters? Yes. It's weird. i got to try to get them to stop. It's not a baby. It's an animal. It's either a dog or a cat. <laughs> I just sorry. can't stop picturing uh, some guy going, I'm sorry. Just give me one second. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it feels so good. Really All right, intrusive. sorry. <laughs> wow. Uh, here's a billionaire named Charles Francis Chuck Feeney. <laughs> what? That's his name. Oh. Charles Francis Chuck. Isn't the Charles Chuck thing kind of Chuck a double down? Chuck is in parentheses, so you know that that's his oh. nickname. Oh. Mm. Passed away peacefully in San Francisco. He was 92 years old. Why is he important? Well, he was a billionaire philanthropist that gave away $8 billion over his lifetime. Wow. They said he was the ultimate example of giving while living. And he probably didn't even do photo shoots about it either. No, I never even heard of him till now. You know, that's the real... That's yeah, how you know. Keanu Reeves donates more money than you could ever even imagine, but you never hear about it because he doesn't sit there and film himself. That's the thing I don't understand. A couple things I don't understand about social media. People filming themselves crying. I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, that's weird. And filming yourself giving something to like a homeless person. You're like, here's Bob. He's homeless. Say hi, Bob. He's like... You mean like Taylor Swift walking hi. up to that door and giving that person $50,000 that day about two, three years ago? What was it? No, she didn't walk up to any doors. She mailed uh, presents out to oh. her fans. I th- well, maybe she surprised a couple of them, but they were, these weren't poor people. These were fans. Right. None okay. of them were poor. This is like going up to a homeless person on the street. Oh. You're like, you're homeless. What's that like? And they're like, um, yeah, I don't know. Are you hungry? Do you want anything? Check it out. I have an extra hot dog because I'm rich. So here you go, man. Enjoy your day. I really did you a favor. I'm so good. That's exactly what it looks like. (laughs) Look at me, everybody. See how nice I am? Why can't you be as nice as me? I don't understand it. Social media boggles me sometimes. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, your favorite person who runs that website, Goop, where Mm -hmm. she has the the metal eggs that you put in your hoo-hoo. I don't (laughs) know know why you need that. Uh, she won Best Actress a long time ago for Shakespeare in Love. And I don't know if that's the only ask Oscar that she's won. I believe it has. And so she, when you win an Oscar and you do these like dumb celebrity interviews, they're like, so what did you do with your Oscar that you won? Is it on, is it on display? Is it on a bookshelf? Did you bring it to the office? And she was like, I use it as a doorstop. <laughs> so this honor that she won, right. she uses it as a doorstop. Get out. Hi, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Tired of this happening to you? Ah, that door slamming just scared me half to death. Well, not anymore. Introducing the Gwyneth Oscar doorstop. Um, how's it work? It's easy. You become an actor or actress, you star in a movie, you win an Oscar, and then you put the Oscar on the floor and use it as a doorstop. Just listen to this satisfied customer. Uh, me? Are you talking to me? Yes. Tell me how much you love of your Gwyneth Oscar doorstop. Well, I don't have an Oscar. You don't? Wow. You must be a real loser. Excuse me? So what are you waiting for? Become a movie star and win an Oscar and use the Gwyneth Oscar doorstop today. Available now. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> you know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestag. All right. <clears throat> After work, Craig Polk of San Antonio, Texas, likes to stop by Long John Silver's for some familiar comfort food that reminds him of when he was young. 
having had a front tooth break a few years ago, Polk had a very expensive partial replacement denture put in. He's very careful before he eats to wrap it in a little napkin or something, put it aside while he eats his food so, you know, it won't pop out and all that stuff. Yeah. A few weeks ago, Polk had finished up his meal at Long John Silver's and was out in his car, and then all of a sudden he realized, oh my God, my tooth! It would cost him about $600 to $1,000 to replace it, so Ooh. he rushed back into the restaurant, got the manager, Stella Megano, and he said, can I go through your garbage bag, please? My tooth is in there, my denture, it costs a lot of money. She said, no. 62-year-old manager wasn't having it. But she was kind enough to put on some gloves and sift through the garbage herself. She found the tooth. She gave it back to him. Later that week, uh, Mr. Polk returned with Ryan Wolf of uh, one of the local TV stations where they have a game called Cash for Kindness. Okay. It's a segment on Fox Sacramento or S. I don't know what SA means. Wolf surprised Megano with a thousand dollar reward for her kindness and selfish as selfness, self, not being selfish. Uh-huh. A teary eyed Megano was grateful for the recognition, saying, "No one's ever done that for me before." So it ended Aww. well. Nice. I mean, he still spent the money, but in a better way. Well, I don't know if it was his money. I think it was cash for kindness from the station, TV oh, station. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. All right, teacher in Kansas was fired. I don't know why he was fired. It sounds like a funny guy to me. Stephen Taylor, who has uh, worked as a teacher for six years alongside his career as a stand-up comedian. He was fired from Olathe Mill Creek Campus. It's an alternative school. It happened just a few weeks ago. In the clip, the teacher also says he crop dusts his students regularly. You want to explain what that means, Smoke? I have the audio uh, in there for oh, you. Oh, there is? Oh. Which one is it? I have the audio in there for you. Thank you, Smoke. Well, I didn't know. Well, did you guys talk? No, you guys sit across from each other. Do you know what it's labeled? Probably fart guy. I don't remember. I'll get it, I'll get it. Fart guy. How many things do you have labeled in there, fart guy? None. They're all labeled reporter. (laughs) (laughs) They are not. You just explain the story. Keep going with the story. It's fine. Whatever. I I I don't remember what I labeled it. Anyway, the teacher plays jokes on the students all the time. One of them is farting in their faces as he goes by their faces. According to the Urban Dictionary, crop dusting is the breaking of wind as you walk by a group. He also describes messing with the students and even teaching them the wrong information. Like, for instance, he told everybody that the reason the Lincoln, the car, is named the Lincoln is because it was named after Abe Lincoln. That's right. <laughs> well, when the uh, school saw everything on social media, they were like, you remove this from here right away. We don't deal in funny. Yeah, they fired him. That's well, he, they they brought it up. They uh, told him about the social media policy and instructed him, and then he got up and left before he, they said anything else. So I guess they fired, resigned him. Mm. So now he says he's not returning to the classroom. He's got a new tour on his comedy tour. It's called the Teacher Shortage Tour. Nice. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. Indiana woman seemed to think she did nothing wrong. She stole a car in order to travel to an interview for a stripper job. Oh, really? She was confronted by the cops. Kasaya Shelton, 20, acted like this whole thing was a joke. She didn't understand what was going on, why she would be arrested. She had to go to the interview. She needed the job. Police got a call about the theft of a 2013 Kia Optima from Muncie dealership, from the Muncie dealership where the cars are kept. This happened on Monday. An employee claimed they were preparing to arrange the Shelton for Shelton to take a test drive, but were distracted as the dealership kept getting phone calls, though no one seemed to be on the other end of the line. Got him. Gee, I wonder who that is. Mm-hmm. The employee reportedly told Shelton to wait for just a moment while he went to answer yet another call. That's when Shelton got in the Kia and drove off. Camera showed the vehicle 
vehicle easily traced by Shelton, who'd filled out a form on the dealership website, traveling south towards Indianapolis and later returning to Muncie. She filled out... How stupid... Well, it's just strange. Yeah. I, I know. Um, it's, you ask yourself that question constantly. She filled why. out the form and put all her information up. Yeah. Now, why would you do that? She later admitted, after arguing with the officer, that she did nothing wrong. She later admitted stealing the car, driving some 60 miles to Indianapolis to interview for the exotic dancer's job, but claimed it wasn't a big deal because she returned the car. <laughs> What's the problem? It's in the car. I gave you my information. It was a test drive. Yeah, but not all day. That's not how that works. <laughs> I just love that she filled out the form and then stole the car. Finally, Prada is involved with NASA. Do you hear about this? Yeah. I can't believe this. Wouldn't you pick somebody that makes more, Something I don't comfortable? Know, like, wouldn't you just be a little bit more comfortable uh, if you knew that NASA was spending our money on stuff that helps the flight be safe? And Yeah, like no. if, if Carhartt was doing that, no, I could they see it. Be- I've got to live in it. I want to be fashionable. I'm wearing Prada in space. Well, Prada has announced its partnership with Texas-based commercial space firm Axiom Space to design spacesuits for NASA. Hmm. It's for the Artemis III. Uh, Prada's design and engineering team will work alongside the Axiom Space team through the design process. The outfits are white and blue stripes, red accents. Okay. Hmm. I want to look this up. I want to see if they're nice. So... (laughs) So they're actually making spacesuits fashionable. Who's going to see the Martians? What, what are we talking That's about here? That's what I'm saying. It's all like, about feeling good in your own skin. I think it needs to be more of a function over form kind of scenario there. Yeah. Uh, all involved said they're thrilled to partner with Prada on the Axiom Extravehicular Mobility Unit mm-hmm. spacesuit. The Prada Design Axiom spacesuits are not only stylish, but meant to have superior flexibility, greater protection to withstand the harsh space environment. Oh, okay. Hmm. So it's not necessarily just the look, it's the function that they are. Right. Tim Gunn and his fledgling fashion designers are about to blast off. Designers, your challenge, create a sleek, sexy spacesuit. On the next Project Moonwalk. Okay, my first thought is Houston... We have a problem. (laughs) What's going on here? Well, Tim, I went with a design that's an ode to old school NASA. I'm sorry, too bulky. We're going for man on the moon, not Michelin man on the moon. What should I do, Tim? (laughs) Stop taking small steps and go for a giant leap. And what's going on over here? Well, I was inspired by Star Trek, so I went with a brownish-yellow polyester top with black pants. Set phasers to stunning. (laughs) Beam me up, Scotty, and carry on. Before these designs make it to the launch pad, they have to thrill on the runway. Project Moonwalk. Come on, designers. You have T-minus 15 minutes to make these designs out of this world. Make it work already. Oh, my God. Don't follow them. Follow the Rick Stacy Morning Show on Instagram at the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Top five. Top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. And now, live from the parking lot across from the Hampton Inn, it's... Rick, Jill, and Smokestacks Top 5! Featuring Rick Stacy, Jill Bucko. Hey, thank you for having me. And Smokestack. Hello. All right, topic today is... Money! That's right, because somebody won a whole bunch of it. It's every day's topic, I feel like. 
Yeah, lack of it or having it, whichever. Now the phone number here in the studio is 407-919-1059. Dial carefully. (laughs) Five big ones to number one as the countdown rolls on. Because you might end up calling a station that doesn't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can pick a song out in that category. We'll play it for you. All right. I get to start first for once. Do it. All right. This is song number five, songs to do with money. Here we go. Ah, of course. I didn't do this one. I love this song. It's a great song. Oh, so true. In this video, all right, good job. Thank you. Here's Jill's number five song on the countdown. Shop guys. Wow. Is this opportunities? Yep. The money's in parentheses, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's acceptable. You think they're still at the pet shop? <laughs> Boy, I've never thought of this. What would you do if we went to Jill's house and she had a giant wall of synthesizers? <laughs> Here's your Devo hat. Put it on. It's all dark. She paints the walls black. There's fog <laughs> machines going. That would be awesome. Some Don't black lie. lights blinking. Strobe lights. Waitress comes up to you. We noticed you don't have any cigarettes. Would you like one? <laughs> I love that. Man, great pick there. That's the winner so far today. Yay. I don't know. Mike Gwen Stefani was pretty good, though. It yeah. was good. All right. I'm sure this is one that we've all heard millions of times before. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I wasn't as carefully curating this as I did last week. Great. Are these? Is this that new band, The Blemishes, with my money suppository? <laughs> no, it's actually a, a rap group called Empty Pockets. No, I don't know. <laughs> All right, here's Smokestacks. Really popular number five song. Is it a good thing that was bad? Okay. All right. Great pick. It's hard to find an edited version. I can imagine. Is this Puffy? This is uh, Old Dirty Bastard. Oh. With his backup dancers. That's the Keelys now, the Milkshake Girls, but they weren't that then. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, Dirty Bastard. Good, 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 good. Good song so far. He's even older now. Yeah, he's like really old Dirty Bastard. (laughs) Yeah. He's like elderly bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Is he really? 
I like that. All right, back. Uh, to, oh, we got a listeners now. Yes, okay. Don is on line one. Don, what is your uh, money song today, being that somebody won that billions of dollars? Uh, it's a song from the Beatles called Just Give Me Money. It is? Oh, I know the song. Yes. never pick a song a remake like that from my number four song. I'd, I'd do something completely. Oh, it isn't. Okay, good. It's in there somewhere. See, I wanted to do this, but I knew you'd have it. You know, this is my bigly theme song. Yeah, this was the theme for The Apprentice, wasn't it? Yeah. Being free. By the way, somebody messaged us and said, uh, Old Dirty Bastard is dead, by the way. R.I.P. <gasps> Oh. So he dead, dirty bastard. When did that happen? I don't know. A long time <laughs> dead, ago. Dead, dirty bastard. I don't know when he died. Oh, gee. Bless it. Jill's number four song. Songs about money. Oh, I think I had this too. Come on, rap it, Joe. I don't have my rapping hat on. I left it at home. Okay. Did that just skip? That was edited. Oh. That's how they edit. They just go, oh, skip. It's not terrible, but they got a couple questionable words in there from time to time. Oh. And they just took them out? They just skip over it. You got to get the good radio edits. Yeah. Because otherwise, just people reversing it. That's or, what they do. Yeah, yeah the reversing's very flip annoying. Up, flip it and reverse when you got the stems, it. you can just cut the thing out. And I have gotcha. It the, All right, Smoke's number four song about money. Look at them oh, I knew you were going to pick this. That's one of mine. You play the it's classic. I like that he says guitar. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Now that ain't working. That's the way you do it. 
tell you, damn guys ain't dumb. Maybe get a pistol on your little finger. Maybe get a pistol on your thumb. We got to install microwave ovens. Custom kitchen deliveries. We got to move these refrigerators. We got to move these color TVs. Is he just naming appliances? Is that what that, you're doing? That's, uh, I meant to ask you that. Um, for all the millions and millions of times I've heard that song, I never understood the appliances. Uh, that's He's singing about wanting to be on MTV and make good money, because well, right now that. he's doing custom kitchen delivery. Oh! He's dropping off microwaves and... Seriously, he's the geek what squad. What a weird song. Yeah, so he's you know, tired of well, you know, ruined putting it for fridges me. on dollies and putting all that stuff in there. He wishes he could just, you know... So strange. I thought he would do like maybe being a plumber or construction no, like, worker or something. Really He's playing music. I thought he was talking about how he wanted money so he could buy all the yeah, appliances. Maybe oh. get a blister on your little finger, maybe your thumb. No, I know uh, that part. That's the way you do it. And chicks for free, and she's putting that thing in the camera. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. See, but we got to restore microwave ovens, custom kitchen delivery. Oh. We gotta it's, move these refrigerators. Comes with warranties, these things. And the color TVs. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Okay. Wow, I never would have thought that. That's why he wants his MTV. I got you. Who's online for smoke? Oh, uh, that would be Kyle. <laughs> Sorry. Kyle, sort it out for us. Hey. What is your, what is the next song? Hey, good morning, guys. Love your morning. Morning. Show. Thank I you. Song, I got a song for you by ABBA. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. That's one of my extras. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have Love this one. at all. I'd fool around. Did you get this off the AM radio? radio? No, Here we go. Just ABBA. that they all had like the same Swedish outfits and haircuts. Oh, they look exactly like they could be brothers yeah. and sisters. Oh, are they brothers and sisters? Maybe. There you go. It's ABBA, the American Bathing Beauty Association. <laughs> used to hate DJs saying that all the time. Oh, God. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Appreciate Tom. it. Uh, well, you guys have a great morning. Thank you. All right. Let's go to my number three song. I think this is the one that the guy called in with, a different version, though. Is that qualified? The best things. I have a different version of this song than those two. <laughs> Can give them to the birds and the bees. I want money. That's what I want. Is this the baseless version? This is the lizardy version. Were they by the lizards? Flying Flying lizards. lizards. That's what I want. Your love gives me such a thrill. (laughs) But your love won't pay my bills. I want money. No ex-wife joke in here, Rick? No. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. I think that's the most convincing version because she sounds super, super... <laughs> like, I don't want anything you have to offer. Just give me money. Exactly. I want money. I want what's coming to me. And she's British, which makes it better. Oh, yeah. Yes, of course. All right, Jill's number three song about money because the guy won all that money in the lottery, the billions of dollars. Here's number three. Just me where you want to go. Take me to the action. Billy Joel? Yep. 
Take me to a party if they're threatening in the back. I've been working all my life, can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her I've been late. I want to ease it. Was Rodney Dangerfield in this one? Uh, no, that's a movie called Easy Money. I think this song's in the movie, yeah. Is it from the movie? It's from Easy Money, the movie? Well, it was on his album, but there's a movie called Easy Money. You don't have to try too hard. I don't need a song and dance. Yeah, it's Joe Pesci, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. If you gotta give a chance, take the two of tables. Hey, get your shine box. Run me like the numbers. That's a pretty good song. I've never heard it before. FYI, uh, fun fact, we have tickets for Bully Joel all next week during Fake News or Not. Way to throw that promo in, Joe. Just thought I'd tell you guys that, hey. All right, we're up to Smokestack's number three song, and here it is. this live before she died at a casino. Lucky. Tiny, tiny show. She was awesome. Good song, Smoke. Another one. And three I songs. I have not stopped dancing the whole, the whole segment. Three well, songs in a row that more than two people know. Ah, well, good. I try. You did a good job so far. You'll ruin it later. I guarantee. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting on that. All right, let's go to the phones. All right, we've got Chad on line three. Chad, what do you want to hear? Yo. Songs about money because well, of the Powerball. Don't have to have money in the title, but about money. Well, I, I thought I'd be taking one of Smokestack, but I got to go with... The Wu Tang Clan, Cream. Rest in peace, old dirty bastard. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Wu Tang Financial. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you check the song before we played it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cash moves everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. I have anxiety right now. I'm worried there's curse words. I I mean, it says radio mix. Oh, okay. What kind of radio? Two-way radio? (laughs) I think you're any, right? I don't know. I'm sweating right now. (laughs) Just be on the edge of losing your entire career. I can't look. Don't you have the delay on? Yeah, but sometimes it doesn't work. Making my way all fast. Can we be done? I'm so nervous. Then I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I would flow off and try to get the dough off. Sticking up right, boys, on war board. My life got no better. West Coast. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Figured out I went the wrong route. So I got with a sick tight click and went all out. All right, Wu Tang. Made it through. Nice choice, Chad. That is a good choice. Thanks, Chad. And both of them sweat. 
We're going to go meditate <laughs> now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Made it through that. Nice pick. I was so nervous. Still have our... Jo- after all the crap we do on the air, we get fired for playing Wu-Tang. Wouldn't that be something? All right. Uh, Top five songs about money. This is my number two song. Sam, you'd have this too. It's so easy. can't feel pain. And don't you know that a love can grow. Cause too much to give. Cause you're bound to live. Cause such a nostalgic band for me. Do you ever have a band or a song that brings back a vivid memory from when you were a little kid? Um, yeah, some of them. My mom, when we lived in New Jersey and I was really little, she used to vacuum the house to Hall & Oates and really? I had a record player and I remember, I could remember it like it was yesterday. I'm sitting on the carpet, she's vacuuming and I remember looking at the album cover. It's the one where they were sweating and you could see their sweat up close on their skin. Yeah. H2O? I forget which one, but this song would always play. Every time I hear Hall & Oaks, I think of my mom vacuuming when I was younger. She hates when I tell that story, but that's, I do. You guys ever hear the hotline? Hotline by the Silvers? No, no, it's the Hall & Oaks hotline. No. Yeah, it's for emergency Hall & Oaks. What are you talking about? Are you okay? Oh, I can't dial it out of here? It's a Hall & Oaks hotline. It's a phone number you can call. Really? And then it'll play Hall & Oaks for you. Stop Get it. You choose the song and everything. Are you serious? Yeah, it's great. That's amazing. That's not true. No, it is. I, I just don't know why I can't dial it on the thing. They yet. hate each other, don't they? Oh, yeah. They're definitely not friends. Well, really? I mean, look, look at the dynamic there. He's the star. Well, I like the little guy with the mustache. <laughs> the little guy with the mustache. See, that's he's, it. That's, that's it. why he's mad. That's why. He's absolutely right. That's it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, they're not friends. I've seen them twice, and they all like they, they yell come at each from other? separate sides of the stage. They don't even look at each really? other. They don't talk to each other. Well, one is significantly taller than the other. It's like twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. I oh, mean, it's just not fair. Too, well, there was also the the uh, courtesy charity songs that he would throw over to John. Yeah. Uh, those songs. You that, do it. Oh, my God. I mean, but... It, John look, comes out in those big, tall shoes, which is just makes it worse. But you would have uh, um, John Oates uh, would sing some of the songs. You ever hear him sing? Is he not great? Well, there's a couple of songs. It's just him. Huh. Uh, but then Daryl is... You got... Two ends of the spectrum. Daryl's like the most amazing singer ever. And mm. then you get John who just should just stick to the guitar. Just Okay, well. All right. We're up to Jill's number two song. Mm-hmm. Number two songs with money. She take my money. Well, I'm in need. Yes, it's a trifling friend indeed. I figured this would be a Rick pick. Oh, she's a gold digger. Yeah, I forgot about it. I picked it last time. That digs on me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got anxiety again. I wasn't sure if I had an edited version. Rick's laughing with me because I keep shoving my head inside my sweatshirt. <laughs> I saw Jamie Foxx in concert live, and he sang this song, 
It's really good. That was it. I have another story that goes with it, but I've had too much anxiety right now to tell it. Okay, it is edited. When I was in the middle of doing this song, Smokestack came in to talk to me, and I can't remember if it was like before or after I found the edited version, so I had a slight panic attack. <laughs> Bill, what were you listening to? <laughs> oh, boy. I had a baby by Busta. A baby by Busta. Whatever happened to Busta? Busta Rhymes? Yeah. I think he's busting other stuff now. He's doing all right. All right, here we go. This is Smokestack's number two song, Money Songs, because of the lottery winner and all that. Okay, let's move on to the alternate number two song. The song. It's called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Okay. 2004. Is this Bowling Pursuit? No, uh, I think it's Good Charlotte. Yeah, it's Good oh, Charlotte. Oh, God. I remember that band. A lot of good bouncy, fancy songs today. Span of the 90s, there was all the same band. Yep. There was like 30 of them. There was all American Rejects, mm-hmm. the Good Charlotte. There was. Well, it, it all started with Fountain of Wayne. Yep. Oh, Fountains yeah. of Wayne. What which about is Bowling actually, for Soup? Remember those guys? Bowling for Soup. They were great. Uh, God, there were so many of them. And they were all good. It was an interesting time. They all had like a couple hits, but that was, it was fun. All right. Smoke, what do we got? Uh, we've got First Sergeant John on line four. Okay. Hey, First Sergeant. Well, hey, how's everybody doing? Good, man. Great. What is your, How are you? What is your song today? So we're going to go with Alice Cooper, Million Dollar Babies. All right. There Let's we take go. Take it. Let's take it. Basement in my in high school, watching like my ex boyfriend learn this on his guitar. <laughs> That's where it puts me back to. Gosh, the mic's broken. <laughs> no. How much did he spends on mascara? A lot. You know he's a born again Christian. He's found really? Jesus. Yeah. I feel like he should have got a makeup endorsement or something by now. He might have. Much. Thanks so much. First Sergeant John. Picking a good one. We appreciate Thank you. you. Oh, he just got back. Oh, God bless you, John. Yeah, we talked to him a few uh, 
a few weeks ago when he was over in Afghanistan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Now, you lot, is it disrespectful to call him by his first name, John, or should I address him as Lieutenant John? Uh, when I say, hey, what's your name? He said First Sergeant John. So okay. There we go. Gotcha. All right. We're up to song number one. Where's Casey when you need him? Uh, 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 I don't know. Hang on. I got Alice Cooper all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Top five songs having to do with money because a guy won $1.7 billion. I don't know if it's a guy. Just said that. Yeah. Here it is. My number one song on the money list. Number today. one money. in the USA. Get back. I'm on Jack. Keep your hands off of my stack. I know the song, but I don't know who sings Don't it. tell her. Make her guess. It's a really obscure band. Led Zeppelin? They only sell like 80 billion albums, yeah. Did I get it right? What? What'd you say? Led Zeppelin? Huh? Is it Led Zeppelin? No. Who is it? No, it's Stevie Wonder. Not gonna... <laughs> tell me who it is. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> no. Yeah, one more guess. Don't you want to educate me? won't tell me? you. The OJs. No. Who is it? The OJs. <laughs> now, come on. One more real guess. Uh, Steve Miller Band. Do you want to tell her? Uh, Jill, this is Pink Floyd. Oh, that's why. I don't. I wouldn't know Pink Floyd if I fell over him. <laughs> or Steve Miller Band. Apparently. No. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't I matter. I yeah. either of those. All right. Let's go on with the Lady Gaga list. Let's see. What do we got here? <laughs> Jill's number one. number one song having to do with money. Hit it. Beals, Beals, Beals. I almost picked this, but I forget. Did you really? It, yeah. This song gives me like hives, J- jitters. Yeah, it's, it's the beats too. It's all over the place. Yeah. Can't tap your foot to it. Well, here is where it's a little, and then here's where it kicks in in a second, where you can like move regularly. If you don't have any rhythm, I get it, but it's well. If you had rhythm, this could destroy it. <laughs> Good for nothing type of brother. Found my rap hat. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Smoke's Tax List. This is his number oh, one yeah. song. Are we this far in yet? Yes, number one. I need a dollar, dollar, dollar. That's what I need. Hey, hey. I like the background singers. Hey, hey, hey. What is this? No, this isn't. Uh, this is supposed to be taken out. I'm sorry. What is it? Uh, it's, this, it's this guy named Aloe Black. Wow. Oh, I've heard of Aloe Black. Yeah. I know who he is. This is the most popular song. Oh, yeah. Popular. 212 million views seem like enough. But 112 million views. 212. What's the title of it? I Need a Dollar. I'm looking for somebody coming help. Everybody knows this song. 
I'll go to the next one then. I do like Aloe Black. That's the only song I know by him. A little bit repetitive, maybe, but we can play the next one, see if it's one you know. Let's see. Alternate number one song for Smokestack. Oh, Rich Girl. Oh, yeah. The one you did. Ah, uh, the one I did. Let's try okay. another one. Okay. Third time's a charm. This is the only one he's got left. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Not Everclear's biggest song, but... No, I know this one. All right, all right. Let's get a listener in here. Steve's online, too. Who is? Steve. Steve, what do you got for us? Money songs. Yeah, Chicago. I'd rather be rich. I'm a Chicago fan. I've never heard this. Sorry. But... I mean, I would rather be rich, but... What album is this from? Chicago 27? Uh, this is from 14, I think. Really? Yeah. 1980? Wow. 1980? Yeah. Right, man, thank you. Good choice, Steve. All right. Oh, man. How come people don't put horns in songs anymore? Horns are everything. I know it's expensive to have an entire horn section, but boy, does it add a lot of... Love it. I've never heard that excitement. song in my life. Anyway. Well, you don't listen to a lot of music. That's all right. Um, never. Here's one of my extras right now. Money talks. Yeah. Sings this. Money uh, Adventures of Stevie V. Oh, he uh, loves Yeah, yeah. Rick, your Latino's showing. That's right. Here's another extra from my list. Go. Go. Yeah. Take the money and run, and there's my last extra. Here we go. And that's the one you had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. Okay, now we go to Jill's extra. She only had two extras. It's probably one we did already, right? This last one is. The best things in life are free. There it is. Barrett Strong, by the way, did the original version of this in 59. Barrett is this it? Strong. Yeah. He did it before the Beatles. The Beatles was what, 63? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my God, I sound so smart today. <laughs> Here's our other alternate. Money, money, money. What one did we miss? I got everybody's extras. Guess what? I feel like there's a good obvious song in there that we missed. From you? No, no, just from somebody in general. Oh, Callaway, I Want to Be Rich. I I thought you were going to do Just Got Paid. I gave it to you last night. I I, I just forgot. Or Paid in Full, Eric B. and Rakim, but nobody knows who they are. Oh, but we know the other one that you just played. What was that? Boom, 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 boom. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 